Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Quack Report, the hippest show in Southern California. This is season four, episode 20, man. Episode How high are you right now? <laughs> <laughs> just got to draw it. the ducks, man. High on them ducks. <laughs> you got to draw it out just a little bit more. Like, just what's up, everybody? And then you're perfect with, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, is, it, is it Fillmore? From cars is like the is like the hippie oh. VW van. Yeah, I don't know what his name is, but yeah, it's something like that. Fillmore. Let, let, okay, no, uh, I, no, I feel I'm like he's got more of a hippie name than Fillmore. Oh, it is Fillmore. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I guess that's what I channeled for the, uh, the the hippie stoner voice, but. I'm just laughing at myself that the first thing I went to out of hippie stoners, just in general, the, yeah, right. like, you know, the, the famous ones in history. And I went to a fucking VW van, an animated, VW real, van. An, an animated VW van. <laughs> I could have gone Cheech and or Chong. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Willie. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson. Uh, yeah. There's a few that I could have gone to. Instead. Our, our boy I Dallas Eakins. I mean, sometimes I don't know if it's I don't, I don't know if it's the uh, if it's the Mary Jane uh, that he's maybe high on, but like Jesus Christ. Um, okay, sorry. Really random here. Speaking of high, I saw the most. I, okay, I, I feel like I've been seeing some really fucked up kind of like movie trailers for like legit movies that are coming out lately mm-hmm. or like soon. Like when I saw. Like, why does everything need to be a horror movie now as soon as it hits the public domain? Like, we talked about the Winnie the Pooh oh, yeah, uh, yeah. movie, like, yeah. horror movie that's going to be coming out, like, Slasher. And they mm-hmm. have one for the they have one for the Grinch coming out. No. What? That, like, like really? he's, he's ruined Christmas, and now he's coming to fucking kill you. I'm like, wh- why? Why is this needed? <laughs> Jeez. Is, it, is that actually public domain soon? I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily public domain, but, like, they're making it. Somebody gave the go-ahead for it, so or Wild. something, I guess, gave the go-ahead. Yeah. Um, the one I saw today, though, which is apparently based on a true story, actually, um, just just by listening to the title here that I'm going to say. All right, okay, okay. And I'm and I'm not paid to promote these movies or anything. Cocaine Bear. Okay, that's the name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. Cocaine Bear. Now, what do you think it's about? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I don't know. I don't know, though. It is about... Um, it's like a bunch of like cocaine is like ditched off of the back of an airplane and lands throughout the woods. And this bear finds a fucking block of it and digs into it and is just it, it's a it's a black bear grizzly bear whatever just hopped up on cocaine uh Why? going around being a bear killing people <laughs> speaking of cocaine it's I cujo saw it's cujo but it's a bear and it's not okay. rabies <laughs> it's co- it's drugs yeah it's drugs yeah speaking of drugs i i saw an article today that um Near don't us, do drugs, got, kids, by the way. Yeah, no, don't. It's, it's a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, not, not it's a, a bad time. move. <laughs> oh, God, where is it? Um, 
I did I wasn't on my phone that much today, so it should just be like right here. Oh, there it is. Twenty-five year old man from Calgary. How much what was it? The good he was busted with, for us. He was busted at the uh Canada US border with fifty-three kilograms of cocaine. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he's uh three kilos. He's having a, he's having a rough time. But, Bad day, one might say. A hundred <laughs> for for us, a hundred and seventeen pounds. Wow. Okay, well, I mean, now, kilograms just, is technically Canadian, so. I, okay, I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we that's the one of the few things that we do. That's it. Pounds. We do pounds. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I'm genuinely curious. How is he trying to smuggle that? Does it say? I, uh, it probably does. I didn't really read it like super because in-depth, but. I'm like, okay, that is a lot uh, of powder. <laughs> like, how, just, how are you thinking you're getting that through the border? It just says from a commercial transport truck. Oh, so I would yeah, imagine he had like a bunch of other like shit in there as well. That yeah, um, like crates. It's 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 yeah. in a shipment of whatever else. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. Jesus but, Christ, though. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it doesn't really go into it. Yeah, it doesn't say anything beyond that but yeah so. <laughs> that is wild, wild anyways yeah um the, the stuff that like the stuff that tr- people try to like smuggle across borders and whatnot like yeah i mean i mean l- luckily that kind of stuff got caught but at the same time it just shows that like is like chinese knockoff jerseys really the worst of our like the thing that we have to be looking <laughs> yeah. for at the border like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Oh man. Uh, anyways, we went from uh <laughs> just what was supposed to be a passing joke about this episode being season four, episode twenty, to uh talking about drug traffic. Oh, that's so, where I can, oh my god, I'm an idiot. I didn't even know that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean it I didn't make the connection. <laughs> of how we got to where we did or why I was like doing a stoner voice. All of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yes, that makes sense. I even said, I was oh like, my god, this, this is season four, episode 20, man. But you were just like, Neom. so oh, so sedated by my sultry voice, yep, exactly. My, my fake, I think I was more just voice. thrown off by it than anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Um, oh. yeah, we got a couple games to talk about here, both of them losses, but like, Cl- close-er, not, not the I- worst possible games. <laughs> To talk about, we've got uh, yeah. some guys coming back into the lineup and some other various news. Hey, Ronarchy. <laughs> See, he he got it. He got it. Yeah. Well, what was the time on that? Oh, 808 or 708 for Pacific time. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Was- just, like, just like a minute ago there. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, really uh, quickly before we get into the games, because I said I would do this on okay. uh, on Twitter. Um, I did ask if anybody had us on, uh, by the way, happy Spotify wrapped day to those who celebrate Carter. You can get out of here at this point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm an Apple music peasant. I'm kind of surprised that Apple hasn't hopped on just for like the fun of it to like the like the the idea of something like wrapped, I guess. There is actually they just don't promote it. You have to like go out of your way to find it. Every year I have to Google like how to find like spot. what, I, I Google something along the lines of like Spotify wrapped for Apple Music. For Apple. <laughs> yeah. And there's like this obscure article from this weird website from like 2019 <laughs> that explains how to do it. But like it just doesn't pop up. In I love like it. Okay. I, and then I share it and we just get like shat on for 
fucking using Apple Music by everyone who's got their fa- nice fancy Spotify wrapped and like <laughs> it's basically just like a like a white and black PNG if you're on Apple Music. So I love make it. Fun of you. Um, just for my curiosity, after I do want to know like what your wrapped is i oh, guess sure. like your 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 stuff so anyway i did put out a thing on twitter asking if anybody else had us or if anybody had us in their spotify rap because it shows uh play or uh, like podcasts as well and how much um is listened to and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and uh we had our friend ali said that she did share it i think on her instagram or tag us in it but i'm not seeing a tag here at least so let me just double check that quickly um, but uh, our buddy Kevin though did show us on uh, Twitter that we were number two in his podcasts. Nice. So where he Which, said, honestly, yeah, surprised we were behind, you guys like, at the top. So yeah, we were behind what uh, John Boy's podcast, his baseball. Yeah, we were behind uh, yeah. talking. Yeah, talking baseball by John Boy. So. And ahead of uh, which is all right. A couple That's of fun. a couple of like the locked on shows, which are great shows as well, and uh, the full send podcast, which I I think I've heard of that one before as well. So, but like to be that high up as well, even just on one person's list, pretty cool. I love it. I love pretty it. Cool. It's pretty fucking cool. So yeah. So thank, thank you, you to everybody who has listened to us, and um, yeah, if if uh, we're on your Spotify rap still, and you're listening to this after the fact, still send it to us, and we'll. Uh, We'll just shout you out on the our, next one. Yeah, or something. yeah, we'll shout you out on the next one, and our, our cheeks will just get rosy of just oh, people actually enjoy listening to us, fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, huh. yeah. So shout out to to Kevin and Ali says that she did. I'm just gonna take her word for it that I just can't find yeah. it for some reason. So. I, I would be very surprised if uh, we weren't up there on her, um, on her Spotify Wrapped. So yeah, exactly. She's a, she's a very avid listener. So, um, there, yeah, uh, yeah the, I think it was the, it was Jesse from uh, the Steve Dangle podcast was like, hey, like I want to see like who has like the most like minutes listened to us on Spotify or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a bunch of people like I feel like it's kind of a similar situation to us as well, right? Where it's kind of divided between like list just listening to it or watching on YouTube, yeah. right? So like like that show, I prefer to like watch it i guess so yeah. um their minutes are lower on my spotify compared to um if oh, it was yeah. like if it was able to tally it all together which i'd be interested to know if somebody had something like that so but yeah anyway it's probably out there but yeah also if you're looking for other things that are involving the quack report besides the show we do have merch link down in the description of the show yeah. notes tqrshop.myspreadshop.com or .ca depending on which side of the border you're on um, and if you're not on either side of the border, then you can just pick your favorite one, I guess, because um, it's the same store. Uh, and then also we have a feedback form that uh, leave it open until like, I don't know, Sunday's episode or something like that. And then we'll close yeah. it down, gather all the responses and use uh, all the data and all the great comments that we've gotten from everybody so far uh, in that. So thank you very much to everyone who has filled it out. And if you were like, oh, I was going to do that, um, then you, you got a few more days to do Get it. Get on it. Don't Time's worry, so. running out. Yeah. Um, and if you're just listening to this and you're like, whoa, how are people commenting on this? What's going on? We stream on YouTube and on Twitch every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, unless there's a Ducks game on, then we do it afterwards, after the game. Uh, but generally, in a, in a normal week, 7 p.m. Pacific time on those two platforms, at Quack Report Pod, and you can watch us live and you can engage with us and comment and all that fun stuff. 
I think yeah. that's it. Uh, I was yeah. going to say really quickly as well, um, even though Black Friday and all that has passed, uh, our site is offering, uh, let me take a look until when. Um, the the merch store you're talking about. Yeah, our, uh, our merch store until Sunday night at, uh, oh, what would that be? 10 p.m. Sunday night at 10 p.m. Uh, our merch store is offering still uh, 15% off and free shipping. Pretty good. Free standard shipping. So yeah. that's some pretty good savings there too. So if you did miss out on Black Friday, don't worry. Some deals are still there for you. And that is cool. site-wide. Perfect. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's get into these couple games. So first one happened Sunday evening. 5-4 loss to the Seattle Kraken. Um, this was a weird one. I mean, like, it wasn't the best game, but there was highlights. Like, yeah. like, good, like good things that happened, but, the, like, I feel like they kind of got... I don't know, like, what's the word? Like, not, like, misused, Short, but, like... Short end uh, of the stick, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, if we could have done this in the next game that we'll talk about, the Predators game, like, this would have been a blowout, probably. But, like, we stepped up in some areas, but then, like, lacked in others, so then it just balanced out to, like, our usual average game, which usually results in a loss. Because our average is below league average, so... Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, and I guess the this first stat you have kind of shows that with the deserved to win meter 55.6% in favor of Anaheim. Like, we did a lot of good things, but, like, could have kind of went either way, not quite enough for it to be pretty much a guaranteed win, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the expected goals for this game was, uh, in Anaheim's favor, actually, 3.16 to 2.48. Um, okay. Yeah, just some... Kind of roughness all around, I guess, right? Considering that Anaheim yeah. gave up an extra goal compared to Seattle gave up like another two and a half, technically, so like three goals, uh, two goals, depending on which way you want to round it. Um, mm. More than, or sorry, uh, Anaheim allowed two and a half, like two, three goals, depending on how you want to look at it. Mm. And Seattle added an extra one as well. So um, early goals, though. That's the the main, I guess, the main negative to take away from this game. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of was the difference, right, with it being a one-goal game. Yeah, so yeah, in, Jared in way, McCann just yeah. had 30 seconds in there. It, it was clearly a set play by Seattle, though, so, I mean, great execution there. It's not just kind mm -hmm. of a... You're, you're typical just during the course of a play that's been going on for a bit, I guess, right? Yeah, um, yeah clear set play. But yeah, just the the early goals against just kind of starting to just costing us again here a they're, little they're bit. They're adding in this up, game. yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Um, yeah. However, I mean, though, I think that's. I guess there's one more thing I have, but we'll talk about it near uh, the end. Yeah, I got a lot more positives on this game, though. I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, we went three for four on the power. Play who the fuck dressed for the Anaheim Ducks that night? That doesn't happen. We yeah, don't right? ever see that. What? Yeah, fuck. Was this like Tampa Bay? The, the did Tampa Bay come over and be like, oh, we're just gonna play as the Anaheim Ducks just to mess with Seattle? Right? Like if not, mind you, like three for four. Like that is 
pretty high for even like a one game thing, right? Oh yeah. Um, like the like the conversion rate on that, but like, man, if you got close to that, even like two for four kind of thing, like run fifty percent on the power play, or fuck, even one for four. How about that? One for four You're, is still above average. Like, yeah, you yeah you run like one for four every game, every second game. Let, let's let's go like that. Yeah, dude, the the wins pile up there alone. I think. Yeah. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. Or it's at least a lot. Like you have a lot better of a chance, even. So. Yeah. I mean, you look at this game from that perspective, though. Seattle's penalty kill. Yeah, it looked like ours kind of in that game also. Mm-hmm. Um, our power, our, our penalty kill, by the way, going one for two. But uh, just like it, the the power play is the power play is the reason that this game was so close. I yeah. guess really. Oh, for sure. And right? I mean, because like the guys weren't able to score five on five again, right? There was the mm-hmm. one goal for that was it. So that's yeah. A little bit of the that's that's still a tricky spot there. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not an overnight fix. Obviously, it hasn't been a fix for over twenty games at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there is some more around that that we can talk about a bit later as well with uh, Pat Verbeek giving some comments a little bit. Yeah, I sorry, I actually want to pull up some more NHL stats here because now that I'm thinking about it, we. There's only been like three or four games where we've... I think this was our third game where we've got multiple goals on the power play all season mm-hmm. long. And then there was like one game where we had one or something like that. Or no. How does it... I don't remember. How does it work? Anyways. Our power <laughs> play's been dog shit. We know that. Yeah. Um, the games that we have scored on the power play have been really good. And two of them have been against Seattle. The very first one... Oh, okay. Won, I, where we went uh, two I don't like for that. whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then this one we went three for four. So I don't, but I don't think Seattle's penalty kill is awful either. Like if we, it just like happens. Oh, never mind. It's, no, it's bad. They're third oh, okay. within the league, sixty eight point six, which oh, is okay. still better than us at sixty six point three. But they don't have a great penalty kill. But I think also our power play just like really thrives off of their penalty kill. I'm sorry, their penalty kill is 30... You said 31st? 30th. Or 30th in the league, and they're sitting second in the Pacific still? Yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Let's. Here, they let's must not get... This, uh, how how often do they get penalized? Because, like... I'll pull that up here. Um, like, that just seems very odd, which, uh, by the way, now, uh, as of Wednesday night, the Seattle Kraken are on a six-game winning streak. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jeez. Eight, um, one, and one in their last ten. They have been shorthanded 70 times this season, uh, which is 25th. So, yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah. sorry. Just speaking of which, where is Anaheim on that list? Uh, of time shorthanded. Yeah. Um, I just had it here. Uh, I feel like they're kind of average. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. a lot more. I'm pretty sure. Uh, eighth with eighty three, and for comparison, Dallas is first with ninety times shorthanded. Oof. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of this the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've taken a lot of penalties. Yes, 83. Yeah. What I was thinking of, like, 
um, times that or like penalties drawn. I don't know why I was thinking that way because that's like yeah. the exact opposite. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, that's not great. But um, so yeah, this this game for the power play is kind of one of those um, anomalies, almost anomalies in a way because we're playing a really bad penalty kill so yeah um and then the other team that's also really bad this year is vancouver i think that's who we got um some other some of our other goals against um yeah we got a couple they definitely got some though (laughs) against the canucks yeah do you have those stats i'm I'm trying to find uh not offhand i just remember that was uh okay the second of the back-to-back hat tricks against yeah, yeah. It was, it was that night, um, so. Ah, oh, fuck. Why is this so hard to find? <laughs> just give me the NA. Just give me the, the game for the from the NHL website. Please and thank you. Um oh, there it is. Oh yeah, it was Kevin BX in it. That's right. Um loading. How's everybody's day? <laughs> <laughs> It's been all right. <laughs> Team stats. Here we go. Yeah, we were two for three on the power play that night. Um, and they were also two for three. And then if we look at our power play stats, I think that might account for literally all of our power play goals this season. We have 10 power play goals. And then we get three, two, and two. So that's seven. Oh, so there's another three out there somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Which we don't, I mean, unless you're curious, Nate. Which... Yeah, I'm curious. I'm always curious. Come on, man. Okay. Yeah, let's let's find out. Which games have we scored on the power play and how bad are those teams' penalty kills? That's <laughs> what we need to know. I mean, we don't have to go through, but let's go through like the last week. How about that? The last week? Sure. Well, we've scored two or three power play goals in the last week, probably. All of them in the same game. <laughs> the amount of uh, the amount of games we have scored a power play goal in is not that many. Yeah, fair enough. Um, St. Louis was... Oh, wait. Yes, St. Louis was another one. Where's St. Louis's penalty kill? They are... Keep scrolling. 29th. <laughs> oh. Oh, frick. That's hilarious. Um, and then we have scored a power play goal against Detroit. Where are they? Uh, 11th. Okay. And then uh, the... Actually, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So nine of the ten power play goals that we have scored this season have been against the worst penalty kills in the league, aside from us. But if we could score a power play goal against ourselves, I'm sure that we would have many <laughs> by now. Literally, St. Louis, Seattle, Vancouver are 29, 30, and 31. Ducks are 32. And nine of our 10 power play goals are against them. The one against Detroit must have been an anomaly. 
Like just I'm trying to I'm trying to remember now if that Silverberg goal against who are we playing San Jose? I'm trying to remember if we were on the penalty kill or not for that. I don't think so because so no. So, well, if we were on the penalty kill, it'd be a shorthanded goal. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but is does that, I guess does that because we're scoring against ourselves? Does no that also work as a power? No, no actually, no. no we no. would have to be on the power play and score a goal. Yeah, themselves. never mind. I'm getting that yeah. mixed up. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where we're at. So, like every time we're like, oh, the power play, maybe it's finally clicking. Nope, we're just playing a bad penalty kill. <laughs> um, who else? Um, or when do we? Pl- when's the next time that we can expect to see a? Power uh, play? <laughs> you said Dallas was one of the worst ones. No, they or they were. Um, oh, one of the most most penalized. The, the most the most penalized. Yeah, they actually have a really good penalty kill. They're third. Um. So. Yeah, Dallas, Minnesota, and Winnipeg are this road trip, at least. Uh. Yeah, they're they're all really good penalty kills. So three, six, not. and seven. <laughs> oh fuck me. Okay. So if we score <laughs> another power play goal on this road trip, then we can celebrate. That'll be sick. <laughs> Uh, even San Carol- Jose is San Jose's first in the league. Oh, right, we talked about this last time. Never mind, it's coming back to me now. <laughs> uh, the Ronarchy here. Uh, Dallas is one of the worst ones. Eakins, that is <laughs> nice. Got him. Um, Carolina, how's theirs looking right now? I'm just oh. looking at like the next like week and a half kind of thing. Um, oh god, I've got too many tabs. Uh, average 80%. Okay. In the league. Um, so yeah, the basically time, not happening then, for a little bit here. I, I think the next one would be a, a end of January against Buffalo. Actually, your birthday uh, against Buffalo. <laughs> um, yeah, power play goal for your birthday. That's awesome. That's what the Anaheim Ducks are getting you. I love it. <laughs> so. uh, Gris or Terry, please. Thank you. <laughs> that would be nice. Or McTavish, maybe. Or McTavish. I would take a McTavish goal. Speaking of which, to get back to this game. Nice. A McTavish goal from Zegris. Chef's kiss. Oh, that was great. Love to see it. Love to that see is it. The future. And uh and, and skipping it just a, a quick skip ahead. Mm-hmm. You know how you get rewarded for scoring a goal like that? Getting oh. put back on the fourth fucking line. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, um moving on past that for a moment here. Uh, I guess to stick with um the, the stick, positives. Yeah, stay with the positives. Stick with the positives. Um, Fowler Kulikov looked very good this game, actually. Which, usually when you talk about this pairing, you have bad things to say. Yeah. So that's why I bring it up, because they looked extremely good. And again, like sometimes mm-hmm. just guys play better against certain teams or not as good against certain teams. And like there's not really a like rhyme or reason kind of as to why. But yeah. yeah, this pairing had uh yeah, they played awesome. 1501 time on ice for five on five play together and expected goals against the point one six three, which is extremely low considering the time on ice that they had. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's really good. Yeah, it was very good in that game. So and it was like it was definitely noticeable as well. Um from like the bit that I was able to see, you did watch this game. Like, was it like did it seem noticeable on the ice as well? That like, I'm trying to remember if this was the game that Kulikov took the 
puck. I think it was a puck to the face. Oh, was that was that this game? I'm not sure. You don't remember? I, yeah. I tried to, I tried to look it up quickly um, because I remember he he just went beast mode in that game. At like after he had gotten hit in the face, like he went for repairs and then came back and then was just like unreal. And I feel like it was this game. Um, the poor guy. If uh, if it if it was this game, the poor guy didn't even get it registered as, as a block shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think it might have been going wide, but um, <laughs> poor dude. <laughs> or it was a, or it was like a rogue friendly fire puck to the face. Yeah, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. So if someone in the chat remembers, um, if that was the game, then that would be much appreciated. But, um, but yeah, no, I think it was noticeable. Like I remember thinking, at least in recent memory that Kulikov's been looking pretty solid lately so I and, and so has Fowler like he's been rewarded with big minutes or not rewarded he's been given big minutes and done mm -hmm. well with them so yeah I'm not surprised that this pairing was as good as um, the numbers say so yeah Cam Fowler led the team uh, <clears throat> in time on ice which that makes sense at 25-53 which seems to be the standard for him lately um, yeah. Kulikov understandably as well uh, considering this game not far behind at 21 minutes. Um, a second behind him, uh, Simon Benoit. Oh, really? Yeah. Behind Kulikov. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, for defenseman, then it goes down to Colton White at uh, just shy of 18 minutes. Kevin Shattenkirk at just over 17, and we'll talk about him in a second here. And then uh, Nathan Beaulieu with 12-10. So a little bit of a drop there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, that uh, that pairing at least definitely looked uh, pretty good. Now yeah. let's go let's go back really quickly to wrap up this game, unless you have anything else otherwise after. Um, um, no, yeah, I think... I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah, I don't have anything. So, yeah, I think overall, like, this was a tight game. Tighter than I think both sides maybe thought it might be, even. Um, decent comeback by the Ducks as well, right? It was good, like, back and forth once they got there. They just couldn't get ahead. Mm -hmm. Kevin fucking Shattenkirk. <laughs> Again, though. It's it every game, it's something with him, right? Yeah. It's either a, a a botched play, a near botched play that just really stands out. Um, it's uh, what the fuck are you doing, or do you, do you know how to play defense? Uh, and and tonight it's uh, or I guess for this game it's um, uh, to destroy your own destroy your your goaltender night apparently. A mm -hmm. um, little bit of a not even much of a battle in front of the net and Shattenkirk loses his footing and falls very awkwardly on Gibson. And I mean, awkward is in like the way that Gibson's leg twisted yeah. when Shattenkirk fell on him. Like I watched that and I was like, Oh, yep. I could see a couple of different things that that could have been. And Gibson had mm -hmm. to leave that game. Fortunately, he came back for the next one here uh, against Nashville. Yeah, and, and I mean, now, the way he was moving, too, it looked more of just like, a, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like, I'm just going to not risk it, it and just yeah. let, let, so, put Stellars in kind of thing. So I am hoping that he is, like, legitimately 100% healthy kind of thing and that 
either he and or the coaching staff is not trying to push through it a little bit. I think right? he's like maybe like, with, with with how this season is, just don't risk it whatsoever. So like that's yeah. just that's just that's my hope on it. Yeah. So, the I mean him kind of um, game, but with him just like he almost like kind of pulled himself from the game, like like yeah, I'm I'm done. Like Which I'm is not, good. I'm not doing this. So like to me, that kind of says like oh I. I've just personally kind of realized that I something's not right here. Yeah, or just like in general, like if something doesn't feel right, like I'm not going to just try and play through it because every time he's tried to do that in the past, it just makes it worse, and then he's out long term. So yeah. I feel like now he's just like, okay, something's not right. I need to not aggravate it any further, and then if I can just take some rest, then maybe I'll be fine by yeah. the next game. And in this case, seemed to be good. Like you said, he looked great against. Nashville, which we'll get to in just a second. But also, I think part of it is like, okay, we've seen what Stellars can do, especially in relief. Like, he almost yeah. seems to be better in relief of John Gibson than when he actually gets a start. There's... In a way. Yeah, let's... Um, oh, how do I how do I describe this? A, a legitimate backup goalie almost trains to be a backup goalie. Yeah. As in like like sure, is it great to kind of have the like from a goaltending perspective, is it nice to have kind of like the mental preparation, I guess, for starting a game? Absolutely, it's great. But at the same time, to be a legitimate backup goalie, you are is it is a different type of uh mental preparation. And you have to keep that um, the entire time you're sitting on the bench, right? You're essentially preparing to not be prepared. So when yeah. you are prepared, then it's weird. Yeah, exactly. You're not prepared to be prepared, but you're prepared to be not prepared. Yeah, and I and I kind of had both. Got it. <laughs> uh, at least in junior, where like I I started junior more as the backup because there was the the older guy ahead of me, right? So yeah. Um, and it and really it was once that goaltender just wasn't able to stick around as much on the on the team just due to like outside commitments like that's kind of how I got it like got it in earlier I guess with how I did yeah um but even then too like once I was the starter and you would you know give the the younger kid some games here and there I remember we had one that um the younger guy had done something in like the first period and just wasn't really sure how he felt about it. And he did tell me, like, right at the start of the intermission, he's like, hey, I'm not, like, feeling 100% right now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, okay, like, that's that's totally fine. Just, like, let the coach know as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he apparently did not let the coach know. We're all kind of, like, we go out for the, for the next period. And we're, like, all kind of waiting around. And then he comes around the corner to the bench and he goes, yeah, I can't go in this period. Like as everybody is out here waiting for him, huh. basically, and he's just like, yeah, I'm not ready. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Okay. So like I hop off and my coach is like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. And as he sees me like throwing on my stuff and I run out and uh, which also was fantastic. I'm, I put on a great show for everybody. I'm trying to still like put on my gloves as I'm running down to the other end of the floor. Uh, this is this is lacrosse, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm running down to the other end of the floor, and uh, I I lost the grip on one of the gloves as I was trying to put it on. 
and uh, it was falling to the ground and I tried to just like kick it ahead of myself mm-hmm. and uh, my leg pads got caught up and I just face planted right at center or like <laughs> of just past, you did. or like just uh. past center, like right in front of the visiting bench. And uh, I remember like that was a really busy game for us as well. Like, like big turnout. And uh it's so, like everyone starts like laughing and cheering and you know me, I'm mm. going to play into it. So I stand mm. up and give everybody a bow and then I run back to the crease. <laughs> so, but that's good. But like, even like that just kind of, but yeah, you don't, you don't have the time long story just to get to, you, you don't even have the time to get worried about it sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's just instantaneous. Just you're like, you're there. You're kind of ready to go. Just, okay, we need you now. Oh, Okay. And you're just, it's, uh, it's, it's just jumping in right away. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You don't really get yeah. much of a chance to think about it. So, which just leads me to like the, the guy that's that are like the emergency backups who are not the oh, yeah. NHL caliber guys whatsoever as well. Right. Um, all the more power to them or all the more praise to them as well that like they're getting into NHL games probably still shitting themselves don't get me wrong but you don't you also don't have a whole lot of time to think about it because it's just hey you have to go in there now so (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um so yeah i mean i think (laughs) to tie it back to um what we were talking about um because i don't remember if i actually made my point if i just like started talking about how stellars is better in relief and then we got off on a tangent but um I think that leads to Gibson maybe being comfortable with like pulling himself if he's not feeling hundred yeah. percent is that he knows that Stellars can go in and put on a decent performance and um then still give the team a chance to win. Like it's it yeah, doesn't feel like it's all on Gibson at this point. So um yeah, let's uh I guess move on to the game against the Preds, which was Tuesday. Uh, a rare Ducks overtime loss uh in this two one game here. Oh, it was gosh. unfortunate. Sorry, I have the got the burp hiccup <laughs> things going on. I'm sorry for everyone that's listening to this. It's disgusting. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> At least it's not the farts like uh, like Kevin, uh, who is uh, popping, not pooping in on his break again. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Kevin, we we did shout you out earlier for uh, your Spotify wrapped. So second <laughs> on the list. We we appreciate it. Thank you yeah, again. Thank you, and good to see you as well. <clears throat> um, yeah. So advanced stats thanks for, for pooping in this game. Well, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for pooping. Um, <laughs> A little bit less um, in favor, well, not in favor of the Ducks, this one. Uh, 68.8% in favor of Nashville. Um, I mean, you just look at the third period, and maybe that's flipped the other way. But um, yeah. as a, for a game as a whole, I'm not surprised about this one. Um, and then expected goals, 3.99 for, for Nashville, 2.69 for Anaheim. So, I, again, still fairly close, I guess. Yeah, kind of, I guess. Like a one-goal spread. Yeah, you could say so. Which that's what this was, but I mean, of, of course the goalies were fantastic when they're Soros and Gibson. Like what? Oh no, Stolarz, Stolarz played. No, it was Gibson. Never yeah, played. no, it was Gibson yeah. for that game. Um, um, which I am trying to pull up as well, like the uh, the stats for both goaltenders there quickly. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but Gibson I, played awesome in this game, and it's a disappoint. It's 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 more disappointing that we lost because it was a good Gibson game, right? Yeah, like, which, and usually when that happens, we win. But yeah, or it's it was all, unfortunately or, also or, a good or it's, or it's game, a so. or it's a heartbreaking loss, kind of like this was, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Gibson throwing up a nine fifty one save percentage, and uh, 
a 1.99 goal save above expected. Like that, that was a phenomenal game. Yeah. Uh, from him there. Um, in terms of the Predators, yeah, Sorrows with a 971 save percentage in this game. And uh, let me double check. Is expected here. Yeah, 1.69 goals save above expected. So, hmm. yeah, both goalies played awesome in this game. As a shorter guy, I love watching UC, uh, UC Sorrows play because. Like he's not even a really a short guy. He's still like five eleven, six foot kind of range. But like Yeah. But compared to other goalies. Yeah, he's short for an NHL goalie. So especially as like a European goalie, because like the European yeah. goalies seem to be even Normally, bigger. Like they're like six seven, six eight, like two twenty and yeah. one especially because he's uh he's Finnish, is he not? Yeah. And normally the the Finns especially are just which also monsters, yeah. Nashville having just like back to back, like staples in net for however many years coming, right? Mm-hmm. Like go from the awesome Finnish goaltender in Pecorine to, oh, hey, we got another awesome Finnish goaltender just ready to go in UC Saros. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, um, uh, the runner key here says uh, so much fight from everyone against the Preds, including Gibby and Terry. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, like they, we were in it okay. for a long time, like yeah, the whole so to, game. So to jump around a little bit, Terry's goal that he had purely was a Terry-driven play. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Right, just the way that he was able to to just drive towards the net, right, and was still given that space as well. Every now and then, you'll see like a it's. I find it more, especially with like the Terry goals is that it's not even that he necessarily makes space for himself. It's that, and I don't know, maybe I shouldn't even be saying this, that other teams give him the space. And I'm kind of surprised that those teams haven't learned to not do that yet. I think that he wouldn't have that space if he didn't play on a line with Zegris because you're, you have to pick one of them You're, to not yeah, give space. Okay, fair enough. And the other one is always going to be given or is always going to then have space. And I think, like, this is not a slight against Terry at all, but we've seen what Zegris can do with space. Yeah, like, no, that, that is he, very true. Like, he's got, like, basically a 99% success rate of scoring a goal if he's given space, whereas Terry yeah. has, like, a 90%. So, like, still very high, but Zegris is just, like, like, lo- not even light years, but just like in absolutely insane. He's just so good if you give him space. So I feel like that's that's just the guy that they pick, and they're like, we're just going to cover this guy and hope that you know that our goalie can stop Terry. So yeah, I, I, that's what I imagine, anyways. Yeah, is the no, case, it's, so. yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, sorry to go back really quickly. Yeah, UC Saros, uh, five eleven, one eighty. Okay, yeah, which is small, which is very small for a goalie. So, um, yeah, you had a note here about it not being super packed in um, Bridgestone Arena there in Nashville yeah, it was, as well. It's a it's a very random comment, I guess, by me. Um, and it's not, I guess, like uncommon for teams that maybe aren't doing well, I guess. But like, have I just been missing out that the Preds haven't been doing like really that great? That like, I mean, it's sure. It's a Tuesday night versus Anaheim. Yeah. Not a big ticket game, I guess. 
Um, at least not now. It definitely used to be in like mm-hmm. the like the two thousands kind of thing. Yeah. But but that arena was like I was I was just I'm not gonna say like it was really empty or that sort of thing. I was just surprised at how empty it was compared to like just like the last couple of years, even right. And like mm-hmm. like I said, like it's a Tuesday night against Anaheim, but at the same time though, with the support that that team has had over the last while, and like they aren't doing. They are awful. Are they're they? fourth in the wild card, 10, 9, and 2 record in 21 games. So, like, they're above 500. And I mean, most of this is just like a slow start, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, for like, them. Yeah, they are. But I, I wonder yeah, if, but... yes, Tuesday night is a factor. Um, but I think also maybe because those there was those couple home games that were postponed because of the water main breaks. If some people were like, oh, oh I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll just like. Oh, like if okay, you're from yeah, out no, of town, good. oh, I'll just cancel or like, oh, I don't want to like drive to the arena or like make plans to drive to the arena and then find out that it's postponed or, or whatever. I, yeah, I, okay, I don't know, yeah, I don't no, know how big Nashville like, is, but I would imagine it's a process to get down to the arena. Like you have to leave at three for like a six o'clock game type of thing. Yeah, okay. That, so. Yeah, so if just that kind of idea in mind. So yeah, that was just more something that I had noticed. I'm just like, man, it, like it seems to be kind of yeah. like empty it, compared to what we've it, yeah. seen over the last while, at least. It, it is for sure different, like, for them. Yeah. Um, I do want to see, actually, if... Uh, or I forget what the Twitter account is, but they'll normally have, like, the attendance... Oh, yeah. ...numbers. Um, if not, the uh, the NHL website has them, so... Uh, NHL watch. NHL watcher that has it? Maybe not. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um. Uh, here I've got oh, here we go. Uh, NHL news. Here we go. Oh, okay. Um. Seventeen thousand one hundred and fifty-nine. I don't know. Okay. What? Okay, we're looking for the twenty-ninth. Okay, where, where did that go? Come on, where are those numbers? I saw those numbers. Um, and then Apparently capacity is nineteen thousand eight ninety one. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, only like two thousand empty seats apparently, but I mean, season ticket, it seemed so. like a lot more. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Like it's, yeah. If that includes season tickets, like, and it's a Tuesday game, like. Odds are most people are going to try and get rid of those tickets or just yeah. say fuck it and not go to that one. So, yeah. Um, before we get to, yeah, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Zegris, Henrik, Terry. Um, I mean, we know that that line is fantastic, but a 1.219 expected goals for and 20 shot attempts from that top line. I know that I'm always. That line was going again. Yeah, I'm always one to talk about. Oh, let's spread the wealth a little bit. We got to have depth. We got to spread out the scoring a little bit. But like, that's when you frick, keep together. It's you hard to argue to. with results like that, right? Yeah. Like, so sometimes my, like, it is my, good to just have one dominant line like this, and then just hope that the other ones don't bleed chances. Yeah, mind you, it has been a little. It, it honestly does depend on the game for that line. Oh, like if, we, yeah. if we if we go back to the Seattle one, um, if I remember correctly, it wasn't doing super hot. Yeah, so the yeah, Henrique Zegers Terry line, um, five on five against Seattle, eleven fifty three of time on ice, and the expected goals for was point one eight six. So it's 
for if if a team is able to shut that line down, we're gonna have a rough time for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, though, the Seattle game, Grant Strom Vetrano just decided to go off with the yeah possible production there. They had a goal in uh, their nine minutes, and their expected was point six three. All right, not bad. Not I'll bad take it. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. Maybe I need to dig into it a little bit more. But like that, yeah, that Zegers Terry line, uh, or with, with Henrik there, um, it's either like super going or it's just not. So luckily, it's it seems like though that it's been going more than it hasn't. So yeah, which is which is fair. Also. Um, in the spirit of this being season four, episode twenty, the four twenty episode, um, can we dub this line uh, the THZ line? Uh, I like the it. THC. Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good name because, man, am I high on this line? You're just in for a good time with this line. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, oh. that's that's good. Let's get that going. The THZ line. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, okay, so the the last thing I had here was just, you know, the last play of the game. That was a Yeah, that, I can't even I can't yeah. even I can't even sugarcoat it. That was a fucking horrendous giveaway by Zegris there. I don't know who he was trying to pass to or who he thought was there, but dude yeah. just like launched it into his own corner, got picked up and like nobody was fucking ready for it. Yeah. Um I mean, he at least Gibson um, like almost got a piece of it, but yeah, almost, and Zegers almost, sold out almost too, only like counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So, yeah, like like, like Zegers really did try to make up for that. Like he was like, "Oh, I screwed up," and he he sold out to try and block yeah. that and stuff. But like, it was yeah, it just, was too late at that point. So. Yeah, so at least he didn't just give up. But yeah, it's I don't know if he thought like Colton White was still in the corner, like didn't see him going yeah, for the change, I mean, or if he was trying right. to hit Gibson with it so that so that he could make a play like a little give and go because he knew the other guys were changing like I really don't know yeah but it's it's obviously an outlier for Zegris and like it's it's just yeah, one of those which, things that it's like he's never going to do that again you you know yeah. that for a fact yeah um, hopefully so but it's yeah it, it's just weird like I want to know what his thought process was and maybe it was just like oh i'm gonna go for a change like dump and chase just send it into the corner and then he was like wait why the fuck did it like i don't know it's my own corner shit yeah so um yeah it's just weird you can't blame him like i mean we are blaming him for it because like it cost us the game but also like it's what are you gonna do like it's gonna happen and i and it's better than just lining up and like fucking slap shotting like just firing it past your own goaltender you didn't pull the silverberg at least (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um and now okay now i know the internet can definitely be a little over exaggerated at times but the reaction i was seeing as well from ducks fans like i don't know like i don't really call ducks fans out too often but like yes did did the did that play cost the game that was a close game throughout it yeah, sure. But like let's just let, let's calm down a little bit here, Ducks fans, okay? It's it, you th- that type of reaction maybe makes sense for a guy like a Kevin Shattenkirk or a Klingberg with like a pile up of stuff and then that just being like another thing added, right? Yeah. Like let's just 
let's let's calm it down a second here. I understand that we're riled up because hey, we were in overtime and that sort of thing. Like we still had a chance, and yes, and again, like that did give up the game. I'm not like there, there's a reason we're even talking about it here, right? Because yeah. it gave up the game, like it, mm. it, it cost the game. But like, let's just pump the brakes a little bit here on the the the, the heights that we're getting to. I guess. Yeah. All right, and pump the brakes a little bit here, yeah. please. And, and also, and that's coming this, from me. That's coming yeah. from me. <laughs> yeah. If, um, well, this isn't going to happen. The Ducks are not going to make, are not in a position to make the playoffs. And let's, but let's, let's just imagine, let's close our eyes for a second and let's just say that the Ducks come oh so close to squeaking into the playoffs into that last wild card spot or the last, the third spot in the division, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but they're out of it by one point. This is not the game that you can blame the Ducks miss. Honestly, you can't even pick one game to say, oh, if the Ducks would have won this game, if not for this specific play, the Ducks would be in a playoff spot and then who knows what would happen. Like, no. Like, you, you, you can you pick could, countless other games to say this could, is why the could, Ducks didn't make the yeah. playoffs. It's not because Zegras just gave a free point and cost us the single point. Um, in this game against the Predators. That is that is not going to be the reason we missed the playoffs this year. No, yeah, you could throw it like one more back even to Kevin Shattenkirk falling on John Gibson's knee and costing yeah. the game, right? So Yeah, exactly. Like, you could, yeah, you there, could say, oh, maybe if our power play scored in at least one of these games where it didn't score, then we win this game and then... Yeah, what, uh, what is this game? 2023 like, the season? Do I have that right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just kind of kind of spitballing numbers at this point here. Um yeah, there, okay, that, that just means there's 22 previous games. Um, I guess, okay, subtract the six that we've won. So there's 16 other games that you can look at, though, for a reason yeah. as to why we didn't get a point. So. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it was bad. Let, let's not run Zegras out of town for it. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short. Um, yeah, the last point that I had here was after the game. Uh, just a couple things I had noticed. Um, so yeah, Troy, uh, Troy Terry there with, uh, Ali Lozoff, uh, interview after the game last night on, uh, on it's, it's apparently Bally sports. I've been saying it wrong the entire time. I thought it was saying Bali. I've been saying Bali. Yeah. So uh, my, like, my apologies. like, like Bollywood. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's um, Bally. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, just what I noticed off the, off the hop. And I feel like the, the media is definitely feeling it as well. Um, that's not just us at least because I know we've definitely been feeling it with like the the negatives around yeah. this team, especially as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, we've been adding to that pile too. So, um, but Lozov had started with like it was like tell me the positives, tell me about Gibson, tell me about your play, tell me about the team's battle. Like really, like stressed to Terry, like give me the positives about this game. So that yeah. was just something I had noticed there. Which is good. Um, yeah. Especially that, that considering somebody's doing it. Especially considering like like we've talked about over the last couple of episodes at like the the last few post game interviews where like guys are like clearly like upset with how things are going. Um Terry did have some great comments though uh but it it did come around to of course like what's been going on with the team. And he, so uh, Terry did say, quote, right now as a team, and it starts with myself, just trying not to get frustrated. 
So, and he does continue mm-hmm. to say that they are, he feels that they're doing the right things, but that things just aren't going their way, which I can definitely agree with to a point for sure. Yeah. There are some things that we know still needs to be changed. If you want to know what those are, uh, well, there's 19 previous episodes of this show for this season alone that you could go and listen to. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the things aren't going their way aspect. I can definitely see, especially when it comes to power plays and penalty kill, right? Like just mm-hmm. the, the situations that put them in those special team spots, I guess yeah. we'll say, right? Yeah. So like with the amount of calls that we've had against, and, and I know it's the whole thing of like the, oh, like it, the NHL is rigged against you kind of thing, right? But like the amount of calls that we've had against us this season that have that are otherwise no calls kind of thing right like Mm -hmm. like those stick out to me the 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 challenges that lead to like that that should be going our way that lead to instead no uh that's actually not right now you're gonna sit somebody for two minutes for delay a game right like yeah like those are definitely types of those are the things that right away are the like things that don't go our like go our way kind of thing yeah so yeah for sure um this is one thing i appreciate about ali as well is like her post-game interviews um or or even like um intermission interviews are like i don't want it to sound like i think they're formulaic even though they kind of are but like Mm. it's the questions are always different but she always starts with like let's talk about this like one good play that happened or like this um whether it's a play that, that say Terry would have made or like oh let's talk about John Gibson or yeah. um, how about that sweet passing play between Zegers and McTavish like she'll find something to ask the players about that's a positive and then she'll be like okay um, this obviously it hasn't been going the way you wanted it to or like you got scored on 15 times this period like um, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that and then afterwards it's like okay now moving forward like um, into the next period or into the next game like how are you going to prepare like kind of thing so it's always like positive um then the negative in the middle and then it's like something positive or like like a good positive outlook to the to the future for the end so i i always think that that is really good because there's a lot of other teams um edmonton toronto a lot of the canadian ones or even some of the bigger american markets like the media is just like this sucked this sucked this sucked this sucked what are you gonna like what why is this still happening like it's it's just very negative from the media but um with ali at least it's, it's yeah, it's good w- with both sides. So yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, unless you're in Philadelphia, then John Tortorella just gives you all the negatives right off the hop anyway, and just says, "All right, fuck you. I'll, I'll see you later." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the um, was it last night? I was watching like the the weird NHL uh, oh, yeah. for for the week, and uh, I think or I think I maybe got to the one that was like two weeks ago, um, but it was John Tortorella like with the headset, like just in between. Um, like during like the TV timeout kind of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, "Oh, like what do you like? What do you kind of sing?" And he's just like, "We suck. We can't break out a pass to save our to save our lives right now." Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else you want to? No, just that we suck. All right. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <Toss> yeah. <the laughs> thing aside and goes back. <laughs> uh, yeah. When when John he's Tony on Rella. when he's Love when it. he's on the bench, and the focal point of a media scrum, I guess. That's when I like John Tortorella. Yeah, there you go. So after after seeing him on a broadcast thing, I'm like, I much prefer you behind a bench, Torts. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, we've got a little bit of news to get to, some upcoming games, Gull's update, um, and what's quacking as well. But before we do that, we will uh, have a quick message from our friends over at DraftKings. Use promo code THPN at sign up for exclusive offers, and we will see you guys in just a little bit. Damn it. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If anyone's wondering what happened, I did the thing where you go to like dramatically click a mouse and then your like hand hits it and moves it before you click. And then I, <laughs> so I clicked off of the the, the ad. So it was it was a nice fade though. It was. I, I have no idea how that happened, and then it yeah. faded back um, back out of it too. So it was a very nice fade. Very very cool. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Um. What a. Oh boy, we have comments. I didn't even see this. Um, <laughs> from the runner key. A question for the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. Or we can talk about it now. Doesn't matter. Um, I did. I did read ahead of it. So. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. Um. Sounds good. Um. Yeah. Says, if you, if you want to leave it for the end, we can totally do that. We can leave it as the what's okay. lacking. Otherwise, I got something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll leave it for the end, especially because that's good. Um. He did say he's taken the runner key. He said he's taken off at the end or right away here, so he'll listen to the rest later. So we got to make sure he listens to the whole thing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Even though I know Fair he's enough. going to anyway. <laughs> Um, or at least most of it. So, okay. Um, yeah. First bit of... Jesus. <laughs> for, for Christmas, I'm getting puberty, apparently. <laughs> first bit of news. I mean, <clears throat> first first bit of news. First uh, bit of news. Orovacaninen uh, returns to the lineup versus Nashville uh, for his first game of the season since being stretchered off in a preseason game. And we still don't know exactly what happened, but he's back. That's all that matters. Um, he, uh, he looked fine. Uh, played 14.52, one shot on goal, two blocks. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's another, another defenseman back to be able to actually play for us. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely nice to see uh, Vakanainen back in the lineup there. Um, yeah, very short conditioning stint, though, with San Diego. Just one game, and then, hey, we're going to throw you back in. Uh, yeah. What what did he put up like five points and a hat trick to <laughs> in San Diego? Uh, he, he put up nothing. He was a minus one actually. <laughs> oh, and they were like, so, yeah, but, but apparently that was it for him. So I mean, yeah, cool. Yeah, so whatever. I don't know. He's back. It's He's back thing. and he looked good. So yeah, looked all right. So yeah. Um, next one. Some comments from Pat Verbeek uh, th- this season so far. I'm assuming this was on his podcast, The Beaker. Uh, or was yeah, the well, the comments I found were uh, were from Lisa Dillman there on uh, OC Register, but uh, okay. the one quote did seem to stem from that, so I think that's kind of okay. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen from. to that one yet, so um, but I would imagine e- even so, his comments would be largely similar, anyways. So yeah, so uh, 
yeah so i guess if we're if it's if it is the podcast directly like i saw like i saw a clip and like there was like the overlap of at least a paragraph quote here oh, okay um so that's where i'm kind of assuming that's kind of based off i could be totally gotcha. wrong though either way we got some comments from pat verbeek here <laughs> okay <laughs> uh past the quarter mark of the season as well he was kind of doing his own uh reflection of it so far kind of like we did um so he thought that the team would be close to 500 at this point. Oh boy. And at uh, least he's honest, hey. <laughs> yeah, um obviously that is not where the Anaheim Ducks are currently. Mm-hmm. Um right away though in this article from Lisa Dillman though the uh the future of the coaching was brought up. Like paragraph oh, wow. 2 it's Damn. brought up. Okay. Um and uh, it does bring up last season, uh, the Ducks and Pat Verbeek exercised the option on the contract of Coach Dallas Eakins for an additional year on that contract. Um, Verbeek was asked Tuesday about the future of his coach, and he answered non-committally uh, is the description here. Okay. Uh, quote, I haven't I- even really thought of that. Dallas and the coaching staff's mandate really has been the development of young uh, of young players. Uh, then it was going to be more measured on wins and or I'm assuming it's supposed to be then it was going to be more measured on wins and losses. Um, mm. For that pause, if you're just listening, I was just grimacing really fucking hard. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure that quote is going to go over quite well for Anaheim Ducks fans. You see, well, because let's think of the other two extremes. <laughs> because if he says, I have full confidence in Dallas Eakins, the fan base blows up. If he says, yeah, I don't think Dallas is the guy. I'll be looking for someone else probably. Um, There's, then, yeah, then no, what, I, then, I, I, I get it. Don't give me your Yeah, Then Dallas like, Eakins does the thing that every teenager does in the last week of their summer job where they just like piss around and don't really do anything and do like literally as little as possible and maybe even like steal a couple bags of chips from their grocery store that they're working at. Not me because I was a saint, but you know. Yeah. Sorry. I was just seeing what time it was because I thought Dallas Eakins has been doing that for the last, uh, since the start of October, the last two months. Oh, oh just, so. just, you, just you wait until he knows he's getting fired. Oh, just, just wait. <laughs> um, so, but I mean so, like there's, so the, it's a very like in the middle answer where it's like, yeah, I mean, for the yeah, fans, we probably might not, we might not bring back Dallas. I, I don't know. Haven't we haven't had that conversation? And then for Dallas, it's like, I don't know. Like you still could have a job. Like it's you're doing all right. So it, it's a yeah. very political answer. I guess way. it's, I guess, yeah, it, yeah, it definitely is a political answer. But yeah, I can just see that one sentence of I haven't even really thought of that. Could be that's a, that's a lie. He's he's thought he's thought about <laughs> the next coach, and he's thought about who the coach is going to be after that as well. Like it's that's a damn lie. <laughs> yeah, I guess we've just put it out there. What we're hoping those thoughts are that we have no idea what they actually are. Yeah, if he hasn't, if he hasn't actually thought of it though, I'm the, a little concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's putting it lightly. I am very fucking concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I am Uh, like smashing the panic button at this point. Yeah. Going, why the fuck is this thing not working? Did we not test it before we installed it? (laughs) What's the point of a panic button if it won't let me panic? (laughs) Exactly. 
Or what, what's the point of a panic button if it's only letting me panic and not like, yeah, there you go. the entire system? I there guess. you go. Yeah. Um, it's like, I feel like this is from like community or some shit where someone goes to pull the fire alarm and the whole fire alarm just comes, like the whole like thing <laughs> yeah. just comes off the wall. I feel like that's from community. I feel like I've seen that. It's, yeah. it's like the equivalent of that. Um, um, and then even the next part though of like Dallas and the coaching staff's mandate has been the development of young players. What 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 the de- what development? <laughs> I love that this article came out after we had our Monday episode. Yeah, like it it almost feels like a it almost feels like a kind of like a response to that episode in a way. Yeah, because 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 we, we talked about like oh hey, you know. The future of the coaching staff doesn't shouldn't look great, and mm-hmm. uh, we talked about the development or lack of maybe coming from uh, the coaching staff at least to try to develop these guys, and obviously the wins and losses is coming into consideration. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about all three of those points, and yeah. all three of those points are hit in two sentences by Pat Verbeek. So <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like. Okay, are you thinking about a coaching change? No, I haven't really thought of that. Uh, okay, what do you like? Um, there, ha- there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, development, or doesn't seem like there's been a whole lot of help to the young guys. Well, you know, that's their that was their mandate uh, was to you know further de- the development of the young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, obviously, uh, you know, Pat Phoebe, um, you know, the wins definitely aren't there. Um, yeah, we understand that it w- it was going to be measured on the wins and losses as well, though. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, I agree with you. The wins aren't there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this feels like a response to the episode we just had, actually. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, and then uh, he also made some comments on the new guys as well, Strom, Vitrano, and Klingberg. Yeah, so... Was he as non-committal about these guys as he was with the coaching? Not as much, actually, which pleasant for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe pleasant for us because it shows, yeah, we're, we... It's not just a like kind of what we've been seeing thing. Yeah. Um, so just to recap as well, Verbeek brought in uh, Strom and Vitrano on the first day of free agency. And then at the end of July, after firing his agent and hiring somebody new, uh, John Klingberg, um, as in like Klingberg's agents, mm. uh, Klingberg signed a one-year $7 million con- contract with the Ducks at the end of July. So about a month into free agency at that point. Uh, Verbeek said, uh, I've been fine with Strom and Vitrano. Obviously, Klingberg's had a rougher go of it. When I spoke to him, yeah. he really believes in himself and is betting on himself. Having said that, for his game, he's been trying to do too much out there versus trying to keep things a little more simpler. You know, I really like that from Verbeek. It's what I've been saying for the last 19 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Strom and Vitrano have been fine. Like, that's everybody is in agreement on that. Um, but I like the way that he phrased that for Klingberg because it's like, yeah, he hasn't been great. He knows he hasn't been great. I know he hasn't been great. Everybody knows he hasn't been great. Yeah. But I think he can he can do better. And this is how I th- if you just simplify, it, just just do s- simple, and you'll be fine, Klingberg. It's almost like he was talking directly to him, you know. So and, I, I really like that. Yeah, and the next two paragraphs, that's why I was kind of chuckling there. Mm-hmm. Because, like, again, th- this is just where 
like for me, it just validates my thoughts, right? And that I'm not like, because there, there's definitely like pissing times, in the wind. Yeah, exactly. Like there's definitely times that like all of us as fans, right? Like we we would all at some point we'll all have that one opinion that everybody looks at us and goes, "The fuck are you talking about?" Are we mm-hmm. like, are we watching the same thing? Right? It definitely happens. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. And sometimes you know, the person who does say their opinion that everyone's like, what the hell are you saying kind of thing. It, it comes around to others. And sometimes, you know, it's okay. No, I was totally looking at that the wrong way. Right. It happens to everybody. So yeah. for myself, this is just validating to what I'm seeing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, what he says after though, uh, in terms of uh, Klingberg here, when he's working the offensive blue line and he's trying to make that one extra move instead of getting the puck to the net, the one time he does get the puck to the net and then it goes uh, in the net for the tying goal against Detroit. So there are things I want to see out of him, a more simplistic game. Uh, and, sorry, was that was this a Nate Thomas quote or a Pat Ruby <laughs> quote? <laughs> and fi- now this, okay, this part I haven't talked about as much, but I do agree. And finding the opportunity to join the rush when he can. He doesn't have to lead the rush all the time. He can join it. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, it's, it's good to see though, that the, even the GM is like, kind of like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but also I spent a million, like $7 million on you this season. Like Mm -hmm. it's gotta be a bit better. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, and then, uh, anything else from Pat Verbeek? Yeah. I'm just kind of scrolling through if there's anything. um, Oh, uh, actually, no, you have something here about the captaincy. Made a comment about that. Yeah, so I guess I guess it does kind of work. Um, yeah, it, it kind of works into the end of the article here a little bit more as well. Um, sorry, I guess quickly, really quick before that, uh, he does talk um, very briefly about the special teams that everybody's been on. Oh. Uh, quote, I hate to use the word terrible, but it's close to there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, where where are we here? Uh, oh yeah, per, uh, Verbeek primarily likes what he's seen from the team's leading scorer Troy Terry and of late rookie Mason McTavish. Now I'm just gonna like stop mid sentence there. He's liked what he's seen out of Mason McTavish. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So can we see more of him and not have him in fourth line minutes, please? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, I, yes, I know that's not has an influence, but it's not yeah his. But I mean, if call. if yeah. the GM is liking what they're seeing out of a guy, let's maybe play the guy a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So sorry to continue, but noted issues with Trevor Zegras's consistency. Verbeek later said that there is no plan to name a captain this season, and might wait a year or two. Uh. He does have a quote, uh, like quotes after on these couple of guys. Uh, I think Troy Terry's been outstanding for us, uh, starting to emerge and looks like a leader within our group, which, yes, 100%, 110% agree with that. Um, Trevor's game uh, has been up and down. Some nights really good. Some nights I'd like to see him uh, more impactful. Yeah, I can I can agree with that too. Mm-hmm. Um uh, for me, I'm looking for the consistency from him on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, I think Mason has earned his way 
start uh, starting to earn his way into more ice time and uh, to earn his way into more special teams as far as the power play. Um, so that's all good. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Can you just tell your coach to put him in those situations, please? Otherwise, he's not going to yeah. fucking do it. <laughs> um, Jamie Drysdale, unfortunately, with his injuries, we'll have to wait on. Uh, we'll have to wait a little while for him. So that's really the only yeah. comment um, there. And then he was asked about uh, Gibson as well. Um, although his stats are not very good, I've been really happy with John. He's competing hard every night. He's giving the team a chance to win. Um, I'm not sure what else I can ask out of John Gibson. So, like. I'll, I'll have the bit of discrepancy there because especially at the start of the season, there were a lot of not great games out of Gibson, but mm-hmm. let's say in the last like two to three weeks, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's been back to the John Gibson that we're used to seeing. And like, not even over the last couple of years, like prior to night, the like, prior to the 1920 season, even right. Where it's like mm-hmm. more consistently better games than bad ones, I guess. Now we just have to shake off the the. Um, it's either really good or really fucking bad, yeah. right? Oh so yeah, for sure. Let's just let's get it to it's really good or it's average. Yeah. I, I'd be a okay with average. So average would still get us winning games, I think. Right? So yeah. Oh, um, for sure. Or yeah, yeah, pretty close to anyways. Yeah. So I'm just taking a look. Otherwise. Um, Yeah, no, he, he kind of talks about the the future a little bit for the next bit. Um, he talks about how, um, like, specifically around the draft and that kind of thing. Uh, he's like, you look at the Colorado Avalanche, it took them a while, probably 10 years to win the Cup. Um, fair point. Same with Tampa took, Bay. It, yeah, yeah, it took the Tampa Bay Lightning about the time, that amount of time, too, to finally punch through and win a Cup. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and just kind of like talking about, you know, like you can get some guys to the draft. You also have to trade your way and sign free agents to turn the group around as well, which I think we started to see a little bit of that this year, right? With the Stroman mm-hmm. Vetrano ones, especially. Yeah. Um the there's just one interesting quote here, if which like he's not wrong on, but if you he says, if you look at every franchise, all their key people are all signed for eight years. None of the top players are moving everywhere or moving anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, we definitely see that with Strom because what he signed us was it five, a s- five year deal five years yeah okay who's the who signed six or seven or am I just misremembering that I think you're just misremembering so what was Vitrano was four three I want to say three but it, it might be four um, okay maybe maybe I'm thinking the Strom one that just the five years but it's still like I yeah. mean for yeah, where. Strom. For Strom where Strom is, the, is in his career, that's still a decent amount of time. Yeah, Strom and Gibson are the only guys signed um, for the next five years. Okay, so that so, yeah, obviously, let's hold that change that turns around with uh, Terry Zegers and uh, Drysdale at least. Yeah, um, yeah, we, summer. we've talked about this a lot already. Yeah. We have a lot of free agents coming up next year and we will talk about it more later, but it's not going to be an issue because we have a ton of cap space and we have a yeah. ton of guys coming off their entry level deals. Um, so, and then soon we will have probably the most amount of money spent like 
long yeah. term <laughs> out of any team rather than you have no money spent long term. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last quote that he has here, just to wrap this part up, uh, is it a quick process? No, it's not. And at times it's downright painful. Uh, but it's the process. Along the way, you just have to make sure that you're putting building blocks in place to build a good culture, to build winning habits. And the, and those are important things as you go along in this process. Yeah. When, I, when I look at that one, that's when I go back to the initial quotes about the coaching. That's where I'm like, okay, that's the only thing I can see right now, at least with this current iteration of the team mm-hmm. that could negatively affect that for the future. Right? Like you yes. definitely have yeah. like some guys that you can build on to do that a hundred percent. Right? Like we've already talked about Terry Zegris, McTavish, uh, throw Drysdale on there. Cam Fowler sticking around for a few more years. Um, bringing in Strom and Vetrano, right? Those are awesome guys. John Gibson, as long as he's not, you know, getting down on himself or the team, like we've seen him kind of do in game at least. Um, like you have the you have the building blocks there for sure for a for a good culture, a hundred percent, right? Which that's that is fantastic, right? Um, and and the winning habits as well. Like these are all these are all also very, and not to say that like that there are guys in the NHL that aren't competitors, right? But all of like those guys that I named are competitors, right? Like hmm. it's all, it's only about that to them. Like it, it, it is their life, I guess. Right. Like these guys yeah. love to, these guys love the act of competing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but just for like the, like the build, the building winning habits and that i feel like at right now it's only up to the players because they're not getting the support outside of it maybe as much as they could be i'll say that so mm-hmm. yeah Which but yeah so. some, some definitely some interesting comments from pad verbeek though like i said there, there's uh some that i definitely agree with some i'm kind of a couple on i'm on the fence about and mm. a couple i'm like dude what are you what are you talking about then so yeah but that is to be expected, I guess, when uh, you're checking out the quotes from the GM of the Anaheim Ducks. So, or of any team, I guess, for that matter. Yeah, for sure. So, um, let's get to. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, we have one more piece of news, actually, before. Okay, we... sorry, I was just going to say, was there anything like out of all of that that kind of stuck out to you that you wanted to talk a little bit more on, or? Uh, no, I think I said everything that okay. I uh, that I did have to say about that. Yeah. Okay, sounds um, good. So yeah, before we jump ahead to upcoming games like I was going to do, um, about the reverse retro jerseys, you uh, have some uh, some notes here on those. Oh, yeah. So, um, yes, the Ducks are going to be wearing their reverse retro jerseys for the entirety of this road trip. It's so pretty cool. we're going to see uh, this beautiful thing right here um, three more times in a row which is awesome. We've worn it already against Nashville, which I was trying to do a little bit of uh, some history research as I had the Ducks game on and I had the Ducks game on this screen and I had class on this screen and I'm still trying to also research while paying attention to my class while trying to watch the game at the same time. Um, I I, I try my best at multitasking. Let's go with that. Um, As far as I could tell though, actually, um, the original Mighty Ducks look and the mustard-colored 
Nashville jersey that the reverse retro is based on. Those two original jerseys never were on the ice at the same time, actually. Interesting. Which I found, yeah, I found a little bit interesting yeah. because both of those jerseys um, were worn in a. Uh, both of those jerseys were worn at the same time for a span of five years between 2001 and 2006. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of surprised actually that they never crossed paths. So as far as yeah. I could tell, if somebody has a picture of a game that the mustard jersey from Nashville and the original white Mighty Ducks is being worn, please throw it my way. I'd, I'd still love to see it um, and be and be proven wrong. But as far as I could find, actually, this is the first time that these looks, whether the original or the reverse retro, uh, ever came head to head. So cool. Very yeah. interesting. Just, yeah. a, just a fun little tidbit kind of thing so um yeah the mighty ducks obviously wore theirs from 93 uh until 2006 where they they then changed to the anaheim ducks branding that and the colors that we know now um that year 2006 2007 winning the stanley cup um Mm -hmm. nashville introduced uh the mustard cat as uh i've heard it be called uh in 2001 and wore it until 2007 so cool Yeah. yeah um and oh, yeah. uh and then this uh yeah. this game against Dallas here. Um I think we we mentioned uh, this one before about it being a reverse retro matchup. But the, yeah, back to back reverse retro matchups. And Dallas yeah. does have a very nice one this season mm-hmm. as well. Um I, I do quite enjoy it. It's a hell of a lot better than their first attempt at the reverse oh, retro program. Better, yeah. Um so I'm very excited to see this. And actually, you know what? Let me just double check because I believe I'm fairly certain that these jerseys cross paths but let me double check that in the meantime yeah, though be surprised Carter, if they didn't. talk about if you want to talk about oh. stars for a quick second while i take a look at this oh sure i, I was also just going to say i was pleasantly surprised when this was a reverse oh, yeah. retro matchup like i had no idea that nashville was wearing theirs for this game i don't I think saw. really anybody did i it seemed like it was a bit of a surprise okay. for yeah, some so it reasons. Wasn't, wasn't so, just me then, but that's cool. Um, yeah, not unless, mad about it for sure. Un- so. Unless we all just kind of missed out on it, but yeah. Well, I know um, we did look at it when the schedules got announced, and the only one that we came across was Dallas and Anaheim. Like, would be a reverse retro matchup, and none of the yeah. other ones seemed like they were going to be. So, yeah, potentially they. Oh, maybe they were supposed to wear it against Colorado or Columbus, and then instead they wore it against. Anaheim, maybe that was the case. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but yeah, that could be. Um, I will double check actually. Um, anyway, uh, for the Stars and the Ducks, yes, this matchup actually saw each other tons, we'll say, in comparison. Oh, yeah. Um, as uh, this jersey was first worn by the Minnesota North Stars, um, the season or two seasons before they moved to Dallas, um. So in 91 to 93, obviously the Ducks weren't around yet, but that's when Dallas's jersey was first introduced. Um, yeah. And then 93 to uh, 1999, um, Dallas continued to wear these jerseys. Obviously, your Anaheim Ducks coming into the league in 93 as well. So uh, about six seasons there that uh, these two jerseys clashed, but uh, now just in modern colors. So... I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I still think this will be a great looking matchup to say the least. Um, oh, for the, sure. Uh, and the next games that we'll be playing against them uh, or against wearing of the reverse retros, obviously Minnesota, 
um, which I do wish it was a North Stars and Mighty Ducks matchup. That mm. would have been yeah, a great that'd be, that'd be look. Yeah. Um, and uh, Winnipeg, they can't be wearing their reverse retros because otherwise it's white versus white. Um, but uh, I, I, it would still be fun, I guess, just for me because I love that jersey so much. It'd be nice if they wore, if like Winnipeg just wore their retro jerseys, like the oh, yeah. Navy old school, like Solani era yeah. uh, Jets jerseys. So that'd be that'd be fun. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe I got to double check if they're wearing them. But um, okay, so here Nashville. Yeah, I couldn't find anything personally about their jersey schedule but doesn't doesn't mean that it wasn't gonna happen so um da, 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 da. oh that's not uh strong relation oh no that's the first reverse retro yeah it's the problem now is it, it brings up both <laughs> when you try and google them Oh, it's so. because I I pulled up a an old search result that was like concept. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, twenty twenty two. Here we go. Because yeah, the uh, yeah the NHL kind of like had their own articles for each team. Mm-hmm. Um, Not all of them had the schedule though, which was the yeah. Issue, so this jersey, by the way, I would have loved this one a little bit more. I think if they listened to their fans and went with a navy version of it. Yeah, I mean, it's still an upgrade over the mustard color, but yeah. It is for sure. And I was going to say, and if you were to take this old school template, put the modern logo on the front, this would be a hell of a lot better than what you can see just behind me here. So like, not that this isn't a great jersey. This one just feels a lot less overall. And don't like, don't get me wrong. I like simple, but this feels too simple, I guess. Um, compared to something like this, and I, I kind of expect something a little bit more bold out of Nashville overall. Um, yeah. I'm gonna oh, go yeah, ahead. So and yeah, there there is a, there is a oh. jersey schedule here. Um, yeah. So it was supposed to be worn on the 26th versus Columbus. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, that yeah, so that could be it could be the reason. Yeah. Yeah. So that 100 percent makes sense. So okay. Well. Now let's move on to upcoming games, which we've already told you who we're playing and that we will be wearing the reverse retros. But to get into a little more details on the times and uh, actually what the matchups will look like, uh, Thursday we will be playing Dallas at 5.30 Pacific time. So either uh, take a couple hours off or however much time you need off to be able to catch that game um, since it's a little earlier of a start than you're used to uh, or just race home whatever whatever you need to do race um, home yeah get get that paid get, wait <laughs> get paid get that salary <laughs> get that money <laughs> get that paper <laughs> there you go there you go um have, have we we haven't played the stars yet this year have we I don't, I don't think so i i don't think so i feel like i would remember that because we probably would have gotten shelled but also <laughs> maybe that's why i forgot about it actually here now i have it um, I always forget that we have our score predictions, which have happens to have all the teams we played against. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. we haven't played <laughs> Dallas yet. Uh, so first time facing Dallas this year, largely similar to the lineup they iced last year. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, Jason Robertson just signed a new monster deal. What was it nine point 
something, 9.65. Yeah, and he's just been a monster. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely insane. Um, Ottinger and Wedgwood, and yeah, no, very similar roster, and they are doing well, quite well this season. What First is in the Central Division, are they not? I believe so. Yeah, I just don't know their record. Um, um, 13-6-4, and four, 30 points. Good ooh. also for sixth in the league. So in 23 games played. Yeah, they're doing all right. Um, it's going to be a tough one, that's for sure. Yeah, they're 6-2-2 two and two at home. Their goal differential right now is a plus 22. And their last 10 are 5-2-3. and three. So they've been, they've been definitely getting points. Or the last little bit here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then I don't think they have any... Nope, they've got... Uh, they played St. Louis Monday, two days off, then they play us. Uh, and then two days off before Minnesota as well. Um, so, well-rested. Start of a homestand, a five-game homestand for Dallas. Um, with that stuff in mind, Nate, and I will share our little prediction spreadsheet here as well. Also, um, we did not do well against Seattle. We were both very pessimistic yeah. on these ones. Um, <laughs> I mean, we got the so. team right, but... <laughs> yeah, and Nashville, you got the team. I got the spread, I suppose. Um, I, got Anaheim, I got Anaheim's goals, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm trying to find the positives here this season, remember? <laughs> um, so, for, okay. for Dallas, what do you think uh, is going to go on here? Uh, I'm taking a look. I'm going to go for a blend between my Seattle-Nashville games in the sense of it's going to be a two-goal spread, but Dallas will have four goals, so I'm going to call 4-2 for Dallas. 4-2 for Dallas. All right. Um, Which, as 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 a decent fantasy manager, I guess, I'd be very, mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit happy with because I do have Jake Ottinger in at least one of my three leagues. <laughs> there you go. So I think that plus 22 goal differential is not an accident. Um, and I'm very scared of the firepower that Dallas has, especially against our <laughs> our defense. So I think <laughs> six. <Just> our defense. <laughs> I'm saying six goals scored against. I mean, maybe throwing an empty netter there. Five, still not great. Um, but I, I think Anaheim shows up to play in this one. We'll say six. I mean, this is still a three-goal loss, but if you throw an empty netter in there, it's not quite so bad. Uh, I think 6-3, Dallas. Okay. That's what I'm calling here. Okay, we'll pull this off for just a second while we talk about the Minnesota Wild, who we have also not played yet this season. Um, and they are also doing... Very well. Yeah, they're doing all right. <laughs> they are what? Uh, oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Well, they're ten, nine, and two. Twenty-two points in twenty-one games on the season. Good for fourth in the Central and uh, third in the wild card spot. Just a point behind Calgary there. Um, again, slow start really hurt them. I think they've really picked it up. I don't know. Maybe you have their last ten. Nate, you seem to be able to find that. And I, don't, I can't. So. Yeah, uh, Minnesota's last 10 are 5-4-1. Uh, oh, uh, okay. At home, however, 5-6-1 this season. Ah, interesting. <clears throat> the road has been their friend at 5-3-1 on the road. 
Oh, okay. Uh, also recently acquired Ryan Reeves. Should mention that. Um, from for a fifth-round pick Rangers. after being sat for, what, eight games, I think, by the Rangers? Um, yeah, I don't know how long, but yeah, so it was the, the fifth, yeah. Okay. I'm just, like, why are they... They have Nick DeLaurier. Do they not? Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he's in um, Philadelphia now. Right. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense now. That makes more yeah. sense now. Because I'm like, yeah, for, like for for a second, it's kind of slipped my mind, and I was like, you have Nick Delorier there. You, like, like, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, Bash Brothers of Ryan Reeves and Nick Delorier, if that was the case. But yeah, I'm like, that's what you're going out to. Like, it's fifth round pick, sure, whatever. Um, I was like, like that's, that's who you're, you're spend, making that's a roster your spot for. On? Yeah, yeah, like, all right. Um, I, I did lie. We have actually played Minnesota once already this season. Four one loss um, to them. That was back. <laughs> oh God, when was that? Um, the, our spreadsheet is nice, but it doesn't show the actual time that we played these teams. I feel like that uh, was like early in the season. It, it was fairly early. No, uh, actually, no, just a couple weeks ago. Literally two weeks ago to the three weeks ago to the day. Um, we did a oh, lot yeah, long right. for it. That's right. Right. Or, right. Did we? Or did we do a post game show? Uh, no, I think we. Oh, I think we did a post game show for it. Yeah. Anyways, lost four one um at Honda Center. Uh, on November 9th there. So I know I got into it with the uh a little bit with the uh the soda pod. The the Minnesota show on the the hockey podcast network a little bit though. Mm, yeah. So um yeah cuz uh, all all what, in good fun. <laughs> what what made me think of it was Sam Steele and I was like, "Oh yeah, didn't he score against us?" But I, I don't and I don't remember. I guess I could look to see if he did. I don't think he did in that game. No. Uh, no, he did not. He might have just had a good play. But yeah, anyways, um, Sam Steele is actually currently centering Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. So he may score against us. <laughs> uh, Matt Boldy's having a phenomenal season. Um, well, Steele was playing like third, fourth line minutes for us. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think they have, an, do they have injuries or maybe it's just the chemistry. Yeah, no, I think it's just... I think it's just kind of the chemistry, the chemistry yeah. thing. Um, and but also, yeah, they've got also, like tons though. of young guys coming in, like Connor Dewar, Mason Shaw. Like they've stepped in on, on entry level deals, which obviously Minnesota needs with the yeah. dead cap they have. But Matt Boldy um, as well has been yeah. Oh, Kalen Addison has been yeah phenomenal third pairing, but he's like power play specialist, like literally the definition of a power play specialist. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and then Mark Andre Fleury and uh, currently Zane. Zane McIntyre is the backup goalie with Philip Gustafs- Gustafson listed as day-to-day, mm-hmm. which is good because I think he's the one who beat us uh, a couple weeks ago. I mean, not good that he's yeah, day-to-day, think, right? But like, but that he's he's not going to be the guy that we have to face. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry. R- really quickly for me, again, being a bit of a Flurry fanboy. Oh, yeah, right. We got Flurry and Reeves back together again. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... How much fun do you think the Ducks are going to have here? Oh, um, and that is a I, sarcastic fun. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. To be fair to the Ducks, at least that game was just a third period collapse. If I'm remembering that correctly off the top of my head, just everything uh, went yeah. out. It was a one-one game, like getting into this third period. There, um, Kirill Kaprizov tied it at one-one with 
uh, about three and a half minutes to go in the second. And then okay. it was Dumba, 141 in, Kaprizov on the power play uh, two minutes after that, and then about halfway through, Kramarosa with the nail in the coffin um, to make it 4-1. So, yes, I'm good memory. Yeah, I'm going to so, – some things I can remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man, what am I – okay, you know what? I'm going to stray off the tracks a little bit here. Okay. Anaheim. Oh, boy. 3-2, but you know it's an overtime or a oh, shootout. So. Anytime it's a one-goal win by Anaheim, it's a, it's an overtime or shootout. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just implied at this point. Um, I am going to go with history, repeat, and I'm going to say 4-1 Minnesota. All right. Um, I feel like I'm probably going to be wrong on that one, but – I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit to them this time, to the yeah. Ducks. This is also the first half of a back-to-back for Minnesota. They played Dallas on the road on Sunday. Um, I guess I, we didn't even mention this game is at noon. Uh, sorry, 11 uh, Pacific time, noon. 11 uh, a.m. Pacific. 11, 11 a.m. <laughs> Pacific time in Minnesota. So uh, very early. Get up. Uh, get, get up. Get up. over your... uh, from your Friday night. Adventures and oh, I was gonna say just get up and crack open your Saturday morning beer, but that might just be a me thing. Um, <laughs> potentially, yeah, and uh, yeah, pop a squat on the couch and watch the Ducks in Minnesota just try to beat each other's face in because that's apparently what they do, yeah, <laughs> over the uh, last few games. So, w- with this being the first half of a back to back, do you think you play Flurry against Dallas, the team that is in your division and without a doubt the tougher game, and then you give uh, I'm assuming rookie Zane McIntyre. Um, again, assuming his first NHL start against Anaheim. Against it, yeah, mm. the... yeah. That does, yeah, that does make sense to me. Actually, I think. Unfortunately, Anaheim being the lesser team at the moment, so yeah, that does yeah. that does make sense. Oh no, he's played eight games. Started three already, so far from his first NHL start, but zero wins, four losses, and one overtime loss for Zane McIntyre. 3.97 goals against average and an 8.58 save percentage. Allie heard us talking about goaltenders, and she's in the chat now with a, qu- with a quack. Yeah. Um, Allie, so, I can't find your tag on Instagram. What the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to say leave it to the Ducks to be the team that grants a rookie goaltender his first nhl win i'm just gonna yeah that's that makes me very <laughs> confident in my 4-1 prediction here there you go um and the ducks will be busy which means we will have a lengthy episode probably on uh on <laughs> sunday. sunday um great <laughs> yeah so yeah sunday at winnipeg to wrap up this four game home or little four game road trip sorry um this game again crack open your sunday beer um, as soon as you get home from brunch and after crushing four mimosas, or is that just me? Um, <laughs> yeah, noon Pacific time. That, that's me. That's me on Christmas. Well, it's, you can do whatever you want on Christmas. True. You could stay up all night drinking rum and eggnog if you wanted. No one's going to care. Um, I can only do like a glass of that, like a glass yeah, of eggnog as a as a whole. Yeah. You, I guess you. Yeah, you know me. I'm not a crazy eggnog guy. I, I, let's put it this way. I can have more of it if there's some nice spiced rum in it. But There you go. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this will be not a back-to-back situation for the Jets, so we will probably get the uh, brick wall, Connor Hellebuck, in net. Um, Just hope for big save, Dave. <laughs> with, with the way play. he's been playing lately. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just hope that like there, this is a scheduled game. Like, oh, pff. Anaheim, yeah, we got to get Riddick into one of these. I mean, yeah. Winnipeg does have a back-to-back um, later in the week. It goes Anaheim, Florida, and then uh, St. Louis and Chicago are the back-to-back later mm. in the week, both on the road. So maybe they are going to be looking to get Riddick into a game before then, since I don't know when the last time he played was. And I am pulling it up right now. Anaheim or Columbus on the Friday before would be prime candidates for Riddick to get a game there. David Riddick, uh, who, by the way, this season has played... uh, Oh, no, it doesn't have his games played. Four games played, um, three and one on the season. Oh, really? But has a 277 goals against and an 890 save percentage. Oh, okay. So it was more Winnipeg outscoring Riddick's. Yeah. Like, outscoring the problem of... Riddick. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Riddick's last game, November 21st against Carolina. Uh, the Jets won that okay. game. I'm not sure what the score was, but Riddick had an 889 save percentage. Um, it was a four in a game win. that in a game that went to overtime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, four three. So, um, so, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it has been a bit since he's played. So yeah, maybe Rick does get thrown into the game first. The Ducks there actually yeah. just to get him ready for back-to-back situations. so Yeah, at that point, it would be almost two weeks since his last start if he doesn't start against Columbus on Friday. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, as, I, either way, with the, where the Ducks are in the standings, it's hard to say, oh, I, I would prefer to have this goaltender because, like... Yeah. <laughs> is it really going to matter? We, but, we would prefer to have no goaltender, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And even then, I don't like our chances. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the Jets are who the Jets are. Cole Perfetti, it's been great. Blake Wheeler, I tried to trade for him last week in a fantasy league. Deal fell through, and uh, now the price has gone way up after he's had like Oof. he had four points last night, like a hat trick and an assist, and then yeah, four or two assists the game before that, and two assists the game before that one. So he's he's lighting it up now. Is the Rough. point rough? Uh, yeah. Um, not just for my fantasy outlook, but for the Ducks playing them as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh Morrissey, I have heard people call him Josh Norrissey, and he has been putting on a yeah, pretty stellar too. season there. Yeah, he's been all right. <laughs> it started as a meme, and now it's maybe Legitimate. not quite so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Jets are a tough team. The Central is not going to... It's not fun to visit here. Um Second in the division, one point behind Dallas with a 14-6-1 record in 21 games played. Uh, yeah, just absolutely disgusting. A 690 save percentage. Holy shit, calm down. Or point percentage, you mean? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, which isn't even that good compared to like Boston and New Jersey, but yeah, I, I digress on that. I, I feel like we got it. Well, actually, no, you've been to, you, you've unfortunately visited Winnipeg. We do have a couple friends from there. Um I feel like it's just, it's, it's not even unfortunate just to like go to visit the Jets. I feel like it's just unfortunate to go visit Winnipeg. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because you got to drive in because Winnipeg doesn't yeah. have an airport, so that's um, that's really Which shitty. But apparently, they do. I have not seen any no, evidence otherwise besides people just saying no, there is one actually. Yeah. Why, why would people say there's no airport if they had an airport? That doesn't even make sense. Exactly. They obviously don't have an airport. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so visiting Winnipeg just a just a bad idea all around. Um, <laughs> and visiting there in the middle like or like early December even. Oof, that's gonna be oh yeah oh brutal. god brutal. Didn't even think about that. Um, God, get ready for us to come back to play Carolina and the entire team just has like a sinus infection from going from like <laughs> the minus 40, I'm going to assume Celsius to like the, I don't know. What, what is it? You know what? We're, we're just going to pull up. Uh, welcome to the uh, quack report weather section of the show. Where we pull up weather and then convert it to Fahrenheit because we, uh, We'll use Celsius up here. Uh, okay, Celsius to Fahrenheit. This is this is where we need the uh, like the the weather background. Like you gotta put on yeah. like a um, <laughs> what's what's the t shirt suit tuxedo thing? What's what's the, what are those things what? called? Like a t shirt, but it's got a tuxedo on it. What's that called? It's got a weird um name. a great fucking idea that more people need to utilize. <laughs> I know exactly I what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I, I have no other name for it otherwise. We need we need to up our production value. We need to get one of us one of those, and then we need to get a green screen, and we need to point at be like. And then if you look over here, this warm front coming yeah. in means it's just going to be really warm, and the cold front up here means it's going to be really cold in Winnipeg. God, no wonder everybody's depressed in fucking Winnipeg more than just the city itself. Sunday, uh, we're really getting into the weather aspect of it. Sunday, Winnipeg is expecting three hours of sunlight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. Uh, Get out your vitamin D supplements, boys. Feeling like minus 19 Celsius, which for the Fahrenheit folk is... Uh, Frickin' min cold. Minus two Fahrenheit. If it's um, minus Fahrenheit, you know it's chilly. Yeah, exactly. And then let's take a look at where it is in Anaheim right now. Just for comparison's sake. If it'll if it'll load here. Come on. Come I, mean, I guess plus nineteen go. Celsius. That's my guess. Uh plus twelve right okay. now. Okay. So twelve so yeah, okay. So But also it's nighttime, so it's obviously chilly. Yeah, twelve to negative 19 i guess for like uh, right now to sunday comparison actually here let's see let's actually let's let's keep it with sunday sunday in anaheim is expected to have a few showers plus 17 celsius um which uh i guess anaheim people 17 uh oh god no that's not what i'm looking for uh <laughs> 60 so 62 degrees down to Negative two degrees, so a sixty-four degree Fahrenheit <laughs> difference there. Yeah, that's, so, that's a lot. That's a lot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you think this is going to affect the, the Ducks? On <laughs> <laughs> um, again, Winnipeg is just a depressing place to play. You have a depressed team like the Ducks right now, so the score I think is just going to be depressing as well. I'm going to go five-two on this game. Five-two. Though I Winnipeg. may have. Yeah, though I may have to make a correction on it depending on who the starting goalie is. That's fair. Um, I was going to assume Connor Hellebuck, though. Yeah. Again, 
depending on who the starting goalie is, but I am going to assume Riddick. And uh, so this is tough because <laughs> I want to predict like a four nothing loss, but also I think Anaheim's not going to go. Well, I mean, I, I guess they do have a point on the road trip already. I was going to say, well, we got to give them at least one point. Yeah, and let's just say offhand, unless I'm getting confused, the Ducks haven't been shut out yet this season? No, they have not. Um, they have... Uh, oh, no, Vegas. 4 nothing. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, We've been shut out once this year, which, I, okay, there, there's, your, there's another positive for the episode, for another episode today, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think for Winnipeg, this is the definition of a trap game. They might play Riddick. It's going to be early and, like, up in up in Canada, you got to get up, like, Super early to start your car. I mean, I guess most of these guys probably have like garages and heated yeah. cars and all that remote start, all that shit. But like, I don't know, just getting up like that early on a cold Sunday morning is just like depressing if yeah. you're from here. So I think they're just going to come to the rink and be like, I don't really care. Like, it's going to be the ducks. Like, we'll show up. We'll, we'll probably <laughs> win anyways. And it's, yeah, Riddick's a net, but like, it'll be fine. Classic trap game. I'm going three. Nope, not 21. Not, <laughs> Jesus. Fat, fat finger, that one. 3-1 three one. Three for 21. Anaheim. 3-1 Anaheim. All right. Say Rick Bonus is just going to charge into the locker room. The fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wake him up. Ugh. Okay, I have a quick question for Ali in the comments here. What is uh, hot toddies? Hot, yeah. Because she I, has hot toddies over, or is greater than eggnog. Hot, hot toddies. I've never heard that. And she will probably correct me because this is literally just a Google search. Um, <laughs> a classic hot toddy is whiskey, honey, lemon juice, and a cinnamon stick. Is that not something you drink when you oh. have a cold? It's a tea. It's a hot beverage. You, you, why are we even comparing this? It's wild. Okay, I'm not a, much of a whiskey person, but that sounds decent, actually. I mean, it does sound good, but like, it's not even comparable to eggnog. We're not, we're not even in the same ballpark. We're not even <laughs> in the same league. We're, we're talking like hot toddies is like the unkept, like untrimmed, weed infested like ballpark <laughs> at like across the street from like the shitty rundown school in like a small town. And eggnog is like, you know, Oxford University ballpark. That was a fucking description and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't know. Wait, no, I switched... I switched, I kind of switched to schools halfway through. It's like, um, <laughs> what's the place? Why am I blanking on the name of like where the, uh, of the stadium in New York? Madison Square Garden? No, no the baseball stadium. Oh, Yankee Stadium. Yank. Yeah. That was dumb of me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or what's, uh, isn't there also MetLife Stadium? Is that in, is that what it is? I was actually just going to check, like, what's the New York Mets stadium? Uh yeah, MetLife Stadium. Stadium. I don't know one of them. Pick, take your pick. Both of them are great. City Field. Sure, that's what it is. Yeah, City yeah. Field. Okay. Um, go Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Anyways, fuck the Yankees. But <laughs> oh, Ali says correct. But then says take, take it, it back. back incorrect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably, probably your take on like it's it's not the thing to go for. Yeah. Um. Okay. I guess. Uh. Yeah. There was a comment earlier. 
uh, that uh, we'll get to here from Ali. So I guess really quickly, uh, seeing the time that we're at, burn through this gulls update, get to some what's quacking here. Yeah. Um, do we we have our seagulls? Do we have our seagull sounds? I, I forgot. No. Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a let down. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. Mine, 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 mine. All right. Your gulls have uh, played like shit the last week as well. Uh, losing 4 1 to the Coachella Valley Firebirds, 5 2 to the 10th place in the division in the Henderson Silver Knights. And uh, they are currently playing the Colorado Eagles, in which Ali informs us that they are currently down 2 1 against. So, uh, next up. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Next up, uh, back-to-backs on December 2nd and 3rd at home versus the second place in the division, Calgary Wranglers. Um, your Gulls are currently sitting ninth in the division with a 6-13-0 record. Uh, your top five players uh, tied for points in fifth spot, uh, Braden Tracy and Oli Ulevi, both with 11. Uh, Nicholas Brouillard sitting fourth with 14. Danny O'Regan and... Bo grew with 15 each and Rocco Grimaldi leading the way with 19 points there. Hell yeah. Uh, goaltending Lucas Dostal is just still continuing to play well again, I guess mm-hmm. we'll say uh, 17 games played now uh, 2.71 goals against, which is still still feels high as a goal is against, but I feel a little bit better when I look at the save percentage of a point nine one seven. So yeah. the dude is getting shelled, I that's, think. But that, that's kind of what that says to me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so okay. So here, wait. 17, 17 games, and he's had four hundred and eighty-two shots against. Uh. So yeah, he's averaging about twenty-eight shots a game, or twenty-nine, I guess, with the okay with the rounding because you can't have yeah. a partial shot. Yeah. Um. Ole Eriksson Eck, uh, five games this season now, a 441 goals against and 865 save percentage. So, yeah, that is your goals update for the week. Nice. And now we get to the duck sound, which I do have on the keyboard. <laughs> All right, so we will save the uh, original thing that I had for What's Quacking for uh, for next week. Um but uh, we do have a question here in the chat from the Ronarchy that we said we would get to here. That took up a lot more of the screen than I anticipated. Yeah, uh, a like, question hello, for the I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, a question for the end of the episode. Uh, if the Ducks decide to go back to the mighty logo after this season, fingers crossed. Uh, yes, I agree with you there. Uh, what color scheme would you like to accompany uh, accompany it? A return to the peop- uh, to the purple and teal. Stick with the black and orange. Uh, take the opportunity for, or take the opportunity for a new one. My vote is to combine the two from history for a new future. Purple and orange. Great show tonight, guys. I'll finish listening in the morning when the pod releases. I think I feel like a lot of people would love the original colors back, and as much as I would as well, because I still think they're timeless and like you see that color palette anywhere in and you just think anaheim ducks or mighty Mm -hmm. ducks at least right it's i feel like that's the way to go however if we're being realistic about it at the same time 
the Mighty Ducks logo becoming the full-time crest again, is, I feel like is already really pushing what the Samuelis would do. Um, from what I've heard, it's in part due to family reasons, actually. I think it's one of their kids was part of the design process for the like the original rebrand to the Anaheim Ducks. So that's why they're uh, gotcha. not not want listening fully to what the fans want, I guess, in that mm. respect. Yeah. So I feel like the the Mighty Duck cresting might be as far as we get. That being said, having seen the reverse retro jersey, if we can go back to the original look, I guess, with the modern colors, or hell, even the concepts that have been going around of taking like the alternate jersey now and making a white version of it, I could definitely live with that. It's way better than the current road and home jerseys, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Carter, your thoughts, I guess, before I get to the purple and orange comment here. Um, well, actually, I'm just going to jump right there because I, I fully agree. I think the purple and orange would be a sick um, color palette to return to. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think what I had first thought it was when you did a mock-up of what a potential... Uh, reverse retro two could do, um, yeah. and it's um, if anyone listens to the late arrivals podcast, it's based off of or it was based off of that jersey oh, that okay. their logo is based off of. Um, but yeah, I think a purple and orange could look really sick together. Maybe not quite as dark, but also you don't want to go like like kings kings purple, purple either. Yeah. So maybe you could get away with the dark one. It's just if you wanted to do like. A black jersey with that dark purple and the orange, it would be a little tough. You might have to lighten it a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. It's but any any sort of purple that's not the like bright purple, and then I think keep the orange the way it is. I think that would be a sick color palette. It would be very bold. Um, but I think you could do it really well. Actually, you could probably do a purple base with just like a hint of orange and then have like essentially like this or like your like our current third alternate jersey as like the orange base with some purple like you could you could have some fun with it that way so would you care to see what that might look like because funny enough this oh, is sure. yeah. the idea of the combining eras to create something new for the purple and orange mm-hmm. was something that I had for like one of my first jersey concepts like once I had the program and tools to be able to do this kind of stuff that's yeah. not just like a little sketch kind of thing oh yeah we're still talking about it uh ron arkey there i'm just seeing you in the chat though Mm. um i got i got something for you actually you came in at a perfect time um i was just saying that i had actually kind of thought of this purple and orange idea before and i do have a mock-up of my thought on it actually and so here you go just a little bit of something my girlfriend thinks it's a little bit stripey but my idea behind this one is it's kind of the blend of like you get the color blend right of the original mighty purple the current orange um with that logo you get the you can call it kind of almost a a ghosted shoulder yoke right of like mm-hmm. how like the modern home jersey is like the one that's behind carter there um and uh i took the kind of like the arm stripes are from that first black alternate jersey uh, from 2003. And kind of that oh, yeah. idea. So like there's there's a few jerseys kind of blended into this one. So kind of taking mm-hmm. 
the past and present eras and putting them together. So this is one of the one of my favorite ones that I've done, not even just for a ducks one, but um, and I think I, I think when I originally submitted this as well to uh, aesthetics as well, this was like the first con- uh, concept that I got put up there as well. Um, I did a home and away version of this, and then I did uh, it was more in the vein of like the original Mighty Ducks look, but with the more curved striping, I guess, of like the first Anaheim Ducks go around. Mm-hmm. Um, that was orange based with the purple accents to it. And I forget what the third one was exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was a concept that came out. Oh God two years ago now or something like that. So I was really uh-huh. excited when, uh, when I saw your comment here on Archie and that idea, cause I was like, I have that actually on my desktop. Um, cause just a fun little thing for me, like late at night when I'm done, like banging my head on the desk for schoolwork, uh, at this point over the last couple of weeks is I've been tra- transferring a bunch of my favorite uh, concepts onto this template in specific uh, just to make a new wallpaper for myself, I was going to put like all like the like my favorite concept from each of the thirty-two teams that I've done at least, and make a wallpaper oh, out of yeah. it. So nice. I had this one readily available, actually, like oh, right on my desktop. So nice, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was very was uh it was just uh, get, giddy as a schoolgirl, I guess. When uh, yeah. when I when I saw your comment there <laughs> and your idea. Well, uh, the Ronaki does approve. He says that is awesome. So, um, and then also says, I would wear the crap out of that jersey all over the King's <laughs> country. I live it nice. Yeah. Uh, that's it. good stuff. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I, I think that color scheme could work really well. And like the, obviously, people want to move on from the current color scheme. Um, and I think maybe the Samuelis might consider it if it was like a blend. Um, but also going back to the original, um, purple and, and green, purple and jade. It's it's a great color scheme, but it is it is dated. Like I, I love the nineties as much as hard the next disagree guy, but like, there. Hard disagree there. I think it still works today. I think it still very much works. I, no, like I'm I'm not saying I hate it. Like I think it's does I still love it. I'm just saying it's it's retro. Like and the kids that they're trying to market this to, like the people Zegris's age and like and younger who are like coming up and growing up and learning who? to love the ducks and hockey, they're gonna be like, oh my god, that's like so 90s. Like my fucking parents would wear that. It's gross. I'm not wearing that. No, so, no, no. This no, is no, the no. perfect no. age. No, no, no. Trust me. This is the perfect age that you do that turnaround on, actually. Because these are all the kids that are now becoming adults. It's like if you if you're looking at it from a business perspective, these are mm-hmm. the kid, these are the kids now that are adults that have adult money. That they are either sh- like just have to spend, or probably shouldn't be spending on this, but they're going to, such as myself. Yeah, because well, all they the have kids, to do is slap these, the mighty duck on it, and, and we'll buy it. They'll, because exhibit A, the, they put it on an the, yep. on an orange jersey. They put the mighty duck, and we threw money at them like yep. it was growing on trees. It's, it's the mighty duck that gets us. It's not the colors. It's but the it, colors that get the the new generation. But it's going to be the colors as well because this is the these are the kids that grew up on the Mighty Ducks movies where that's mm-hmm. where you got that start from, right? Yeah. Uh, so no, I, yeah. So I'm saying if like you do this logo, you don't need to go back to the original colors. You can do whatever color. Fuck. They, they could just do like black and white. If it had the Mighty Duck logo on it, I would buy it. Like everybody would buy it. The Kings would sue. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Black and white was a terrible but, example. But um, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. You can pick um, hot pink, 
and like neon blue and put that and put the Mighty Duck on that jersey and people would buy it. There, that that's a better example. Um, that's what I think anyways. Hold on a second here. I am trying to, I'm, I'm trying to pull up evidence to rebuttal. Of the, 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 the purple and green color there. scheme? Yeah. Okay. Uh, where if you can find me someone who is between the ages of 13 and 17 wearing that color scheme and it's not an original Ducks jersey, I, I would be shocked. Okay, that's not exactly what I'm trying to find. Okay, but, but that's my point. If that's like the people who are, or we'll say, we'll just say anyone under 17. <clears throat> yeah, um, I, trying I, I don't think any of that group or demographic would w- willingly wear those clothes. no i th- i think they would just because those jerseys like even the like the little kid sizes are still so hard to find and if they are available they're a pretty penny yeah um i thought i just okay this is a bit too much of a close up but let's take a look at this here for a second. It doesn't give us an exact full picture idea. But John Gibson in the original Mighty Duck look. Yeah. And it still fucking goes hard today, I think. Yeah, no, I, I still think it looks great. I, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I just don't think that... Like, we think it looks great. And that's fine. But anybody... Like that is significantly younger than us that didn't grow up on the Mighty Ducks. I don't think we'll agree. That's what mm. I think. I'm not. I'm not sure because I, I feel like it's. I feel like the area of Anaheim maybe even has almost a weird advantage to it, where especially with something like Disney Plus and the Mighty Ducks series even going on, which apparently is just having its series finale so I can finally start to watch that season Mm. Um, like that stuff is just prevalent and pushed on something like Disney Plus right so hey there's movies that are similarly named or named named after the like the NHL team let's check it out kind of thing right so those Mm. kids even watch it they watch D3 where the Mighty Ducks like kids team comes out wearing the NHL uniforms, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I, I got to disagree. I think that's still something that they would be into as well. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. That that it's, being said, though, if they if they stick with the modern colors and just go the Mighty Duck logo route, it does still work. I think really out of everything, mm-hmm. it's the logo, yeah. especially yeah. that transcends all. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, which, the which full, is kind of what the, the point spend, I was making with like the hot yeah. pink and the neon blue, but you put that logo on it, like it's it's gonna yeah sell, so. the the full send of it, I think would work overall because I think it's still something that a lot of people have been asking for for years. Yeah, however, it would work though, as a with, retro jersey though. How I was gonna say, however, with like the orange version of it being around for as long as it has been. Um, 
even just like even just look at the hype of like the reverse retro jersey where a lot of people thought that it was going to be like that soft test of a white version of the alternate right yeah. mm-hmm. it's it will still work in the modern colors i think so yeah. for me though it's that if you, if you go back to those original colors like those are distinctly ducks colors i guess yeah Whereas you look at orange and black and a lot of people like the, the copper is that difference between the ducks and the flyers. Right. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like yeah. even just, like, yeah, even yeah. it's just like a, across different sports, like that eggplant and teal is distinctly ducks. Like no one else oh, really absolutely. runs yeah. with that. So yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, anyways, to wrap up uh, the Ron Arkey's question here, the orange and purple would be sick. To go back to, so uh, I'm, I'm. Thank you very, for the question. We're, yeah, we're am, glad that you brought it up. <laughs> I am. I am very appreciative that you and I actually had a, a you and I had a bit of a discussion, argument, whatever you want to call it, over jerseys. That just that makes me very <laughs> happy. You know, I love this shit. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, if anyone else wants to weigh in on the um, the, the whole Jersey discussion and, and answer the Ron Arkey's question as well, um, you can do that at Quack Report Pod on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Twitch. You can also find us at Quack Report Pod. Um, I think I might have to make it a poll actually as well. Oh yeah, do it. Just if Twitter, the Ducks yeah. go back to the Mighty Duck full time, would you prefer the modern colors or the old school? Yeah. Um, Nate, if people want to praise your uh, Jersey concept, where can they do that at? Uh, you can do that uh, on Twitter at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Uh, I posted my first concept actually today, uh, in a while at least. Nice. Um, and uh, if if you're going to kind of return to that thing, why not uh, go right into the deep end and try an original six franchise? I attempted Ooh. the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, nice. Um, so far, reception's actually been decent to it a lot more than my uh new york rangers one that i had posted on aesthetics as well if you want to go check out some more of my work that maybe hasn't been on twitter uh you can head over to aesthetics there and i have concepts uh through their showcase as well so nice um and if you want to tweet at me you can do that at carter underscore pots p-o-t-t-s underscore 97 feel free to just light up my dms with how unfashionable i am and how i don't know what kids these days are wearing and how mm, the sorry. purple and teal is actually a fantastic color scheme at carter underscore pots underscore 97 yes What's up? and sorry really quickly actually ronarchy brings up a great uh point here zegris is wearing all the old is wearing the old school colors in uh, a lot of the promo for the Chell commercials yeah but he's forced to wear that isn't it it's not like i uh, i don't know for that because i mean like in the like in the cover picture, he's wearing the alternate jersey, right? Which is the orange base. Yeah. But in like the other TV commercials and whatnot, he's got like the old, like it's the old school, like silver with the yellow sticks logo. Mm-hmm. And his shorts um, are actually shorts he's, that I've looked at buying yeah. before. He has it uh, down here too. Yeah. So, yeah. Soft, soft plug on, uh, on bench clearers. They, I got a couple of their uh, jersey tanks. They're awesome. Um, but the shorts are the red, like are the retro colors. So. And that like that's not yeah. something that the ducks sell. Like that's something that either like the people at EA or Zegris himself had to go out of their way to get as well. So yeah, well, I don't. 
I, I've made my point. I'm done talking about it. So <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> We're going for another hour just talking about the eggplant and jade first, the orange, no, black, and copper. We're cutting it off. Light up my DMs if you want. At Quack Report Pod. Thank you to everyone who made it all the way to the end of the episode. We really appreciate it. We will be back on Monday to talk about some more games. And in the meantime, have a good one and go Ducks go. Eggplant and jade is superior.